Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to Bitch, you got coronavirus. We know that while we're all breathing a sigh of relief over the verdict, there's still work to be done. Um, and many of us still live in fear as we go to the grocery store or worry about walking our, our dogs, walking our dogs, or allowing our children to get a license. I don't need to be We have to ask our fellow citizens to listen a bit more and to believe us and to know we don't want to be out there marching. I mean, all those Black Lives Matters kids, they'd rather not have to worry about this. They're taken to the streets because they have to. I doubt it. You are fake news. Go home, bitch. Very fake news. Get out from America, okay? I agree with that. I will eat your ass. I'll do it. My children aren't going hungry. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Also, big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations (laughs) to both of you. You're awesome. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hi. Happy Mother's Day to you, Blonde, and your Thank mom. You. And happy Mother's Day to my lovely wife and my mom. And, of course, a gender-neutral acknowledgement to all the birthing people who prefer a non-binary celebration we're not going to get into that tonight but did you hear the birthing people rhetoric this week yes i did birthing persons yes uh congratulations to your to your kind and i realized uh, quickly i don't care much at all about the um the so-called major news stories this week shockingly it turns out that when you pay people not to work through a series of expanded unemployment benefits they don't run back to the workforce and you end up with a disappointing no uh jobs report for april so there's that and i don't much care about this republican infighting about liz cheney either it looks like she's going to be replaced at least stefanik i don't know that much about her i have some reservations about her but inter-party intra-party whatever the prefix i'm looking for inside the republican party fighting not that interested in that either so instead got to talk about armed mobs taking over the streets of portland this week this is <laughs> and Plano, Wars. don't forget Plano. <laughs> that they they didn't have as many arms. It looks like in Plano, <laughs> yeah. but in Portland especially, that's like this is like pseudo war zone type footage. And yeah. you wonder how much further can this city go before it is uh I don't know, before it's a, a third world type war zone. We'll see it's 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 trending that way. Mm-hmm. Um and then you have uh, another anti-Asian hate crime that strikes in San Francisco. A man stabbed two Asian women 
And uh, I guess it's another outlier because he wasn't wearing a MAGA hat. He doesn't look like a Trump supporter, this particular attacker in San Francisco. Michelle Obama reacts to the Derek Chauvin guilty verdict. And she says that she and her family live in fear of the police. I, I don't know who the armed guards who protect her at all times are, but apparently they're not a traditional police force. And then we have a masked hero who harasses a pregnant woman, a high school girl in a case of really toss up hoax hate. I'm not sure about this one, but she is a she's a Muslim high school girl who claims to have been beaten up and had her hijab pulled off her head. But everything I see makes it look a little more complicated than that. And then uh, our new movie review segment will debut tonight on Thursday. I did indeed watch Tremors. I have thoughts. More on that in a moment and more on that at the end of the show. You do have thoughts on this. Sad thoughts that that make me weep. But Spoiler alert, it was not a hit with me. But I think the segment will still be fun. And we will uh, check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Tippy Stream, Trovo, and DLive. In between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low-down money grabbers. We'll take as many as we can until 11.30 p.m. Eastern. So get them in early if you'd like them read, please and thank you. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. And don't forget, the show store is up and running. We have t-shirts, we have mugs, we have hats. We have it all. Plus, we also have special deals from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Phoenix Ammunition. Uh... If I can get them up here, people, people message me all the time. Hey, Matt, I hear you uh, promoting this ammo company. And then I go visit their website and they're out of stock. Yes, that is because the stock (laughs) is gone within minutes of it being posted. But that's not to say that it can't be had. It can. So if you'd like to nab some ammo from our friends at Phoenix, head on over to the website. That's phoenixammo.com. Sign up for the letter, by the way, Phoenix with an F, F E N I X ammo.com. Sign up for the newsletter. You'll then get email notifications when stock uh, becomes available. And you can also follow Phoenix on Twitter at Phoenix Ammunition. And then you'll know exactly what time that precious ammo will be online. <laughs> and so you're ready when it does. Create an account on PhoenixAmmo.com. In the meantime, you can fill in your address and your payment information. And once the ammo is online, boom. Just a few clicks and it's yours. And if you do decide to grab some, remember promo code MCLISTENER gets you 5% off your order. That's promo code MCLISTENER for 5% off everything from Phoenix Ammunition. You can find everything from Phoenix plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Hero Soap Company, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. I want to talk a little bit about the um, movie review segment here because uh, we'll, we'll get into the actual review of tremors later in the show. But as we, we floated the idea last Sunday and it was such an over, I was shocked to see the overwhelming support for wanting this segment to happen. So it's going to happen. Um, and I wanted to give it, I wanted to dress it up a little bit and make it a little more fun, not just for us, but for the audience, too. So if you recall when we talked about it, Blonde is the ultimate movie nominator. So you've made the list. Yeah. And we thought it'd be fun if, if we can actually let the audience pick the next movies to watch from your list. So it's not totally open, but you get to pick from Blonde's list. And if you want to vote for the next movie that's coming up, we're going to watch They Live next week. Yes. But the week after that. 
If you want to vote for the movie after that, the one place you can do it is I'm going to post a movie review on the website. It's under the columns section of my website, and I'll link it in the description as well. Every week at the end of the review, you'll get to vote for the one that's coming up in two weeks. So every week we'll announce the movie that's coming next week, plus you get to vote for the one after that. And if you think my review is crap and way off, which which it is. Plenty of people, <laughs> I don't understand the Tremors movie, apparently. Plenty of people do. You can also rate the movie yourself uh, on my uh, movie review column also. So we're going to try to have a little bit of fun with this and make it interactive. And that way, if you haven't seen these movies, you can watch along, you can rate them, you can participate with us. And it's not just um, two people talking about 30-year-old movies and deciding if they're <laughs> up to par or not. So I hope we'll add a little more fun to the uh to the idea that way we'll get into the actual review at the very end of the show. And then the other thing I had to announce was um, the telegram community for the show continues to grow with a mind of its own. I, honestly, I, I don't understand telegram. I, Neither do I certainly have no part in the various spicy memes that are in the telegram channel. Um, but if you'd like to, I guess, talk some shit an hour before showtime each and every Sunday night, head on over to the telegram channel. Cause now there's a voice chat one hour before live what? in the telegram channel. You can head to the telegram channel linked in the description. If you want more information on that, as I, as I mentioned before, Warren, the telegram channel does get awfully spicy. And then I, I was given some information that I can't confirm just yet, but they're working on a females only telegram chat. They have already started it. Okay. I, but I, I'm on called I'm blondes un- hens. Okay. So it is available. You might inquire in the telegram channel. If you're interested in that, I just don't know how one joins it because I know they're trying to keep it. They're trying to maintain the female integrity. There are no there's no male invasion. There's no um, transgender invasion of the blondes hen telegram channel as of yet. Yeah. So you have to. I don't, but how are they? How do you prove that you're a female? Um, you have to send a picture of your vagina. That's OK. The only well, I'm glad it's authentic then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> this Mother's Day, of course, is not without its controversy. Um, the birthing people language from from uh, Cory Bush and other Democrats, as we mentioned, there was a very provocative New York Times op-ed on Friday about uh, a woman having a child at age 25 and not regretting it. This is <laughs> what an insane thought. There's a whole New York know, Times right? op-ed about this. Women are, in fact, coming to terms with doing what was and is a totally normal thing at a totally normal age. We have to dance around how to celebrate Mother's Day while keeping it politically correct and gender neutral, I suppose. But you know who deserves a little more heat this Mother's Day? The folks over at the social media department at KFC. Did you see this uh, post yeah. that they put up today? Uh, I mean, this is what they get for demanding that a half black child be in every ad. So, so I don't care <laughs> if they're getting heat. Good. The thing is like, OK, the the, the racial issue aside that they have a a a black child in a KFC bucket of fried chicken. There's that issue, but the issues are so much deeper here too. Uh, why, where did they get this child size bucket? Why do they have it? What are these other boxes? Did they just move in? And then it says right below it, do not put baby in bucket. Actually, you, you might, can I get that on screen? It's not on screen. You see that? Do not put baby in bucket. It's captioned. So like why? it, it's um racially, risky but it also just makes no sense i i honestly don't even understand what they're trying to say or do here i don't know she looks like the the kind of chick that would marry a black dude 
or just get knocked up by one. Well, she looks like Meghan Markle. I'm pretty sure she is black or at least that's a standard white chick right there. I don't think so. We got to find out. And that kid might not be black. He he reads Mexican to me. (laughs) No, no. Come on. Look at how smooth his hair is. Well, it's curly, I guess. I don't know. Mm, no. Someone at KFC, please explain the message you're trying to send with this because it's totally lost on me. Anyway, um, there mm-hmm. is uh, news on the. Well, that that. Oh, is your camera out of focus? Yes, I hate it when this happens. It keeps going. Sorry. All right. There is uh, th- that that pastor in Canada who uh, he was in Calgary and he had that viral video on Easter Sunday where he was kicking out the yes. Canadian authorities who were going after him for illegally hosting some sort of Easter event, some sort of Easter sermon. Uh, if you don't recall, this was the original video of him. I don't care what you have to say. Out! Out! Out of this Get property, out. you Nazis! Right, so that was him, and uh, as of, what, yesterday? They got him. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. The ultimate Canadian terrorist has been brought to justice. Arrested on what? The interstate or the freeway? Yep. By uh, what they're calling a SWAT team? A uh, highway by by a SWAT team, yeah. So what exactly happened here? So Ezra Levant actually released this video, which makes me think that this is some kind of psyop, but whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. Showing this arrest of this Christian pastor that you just um, mentioned for inciting people to go to church. Inciting. So it wasn't even the an event that he held. He just told people to do it. Uh, yeah, basically. So... Then the Calgary police tweeted earlier today, police arrested two organizers of a church service who were in violation of a new court order obtained by Alberta Health Services in relation to mandatory compliance of public health orders for gatherings. And let me tell you, the responses to this are the most blackpilling thing that I have read in weeks, in weeks. Every single comment is like, good for you guys protect and serve thank you for your enforcement i feel safe like every single <laughs> finally imagine if we'd started this a year ago thank you calgary police yeah who are these people what the hell is wrong with you although some of the comments that are negative um are highly upvoted which makes me believe there's some cooking the books going on here by twitter I do see a lot of well, I I see a lot of tweets praising the Calgary police that are ratioed. So the people who are praising them, they exist. I just think they're getting roasted a little bit. Yeah. And the few people that are like, "Uh, this is tyrannical nonsense. Those are all heavily upvoted. (laughs) Good. More enforcement of this, please, says the rainbow flag emoji person. The level of insanity you have to be at to think that this sort of tyranny will protect you from a virus with a 99.9 plus whatever survival rate. Uh, Okay. And and I love this. People in the comments are making the same sort of reaction to, oh, it's just a small sacrifice. Why don't you just wear the mask? Why don't you just stop going to church? Why don't you surrender every aspect of your life? Because each one of them taken individually is such a small sacrifice to make. But for what? Yeah. Have you been saved from coronavirus or is coronavirus even a threat worthy of consideration in Canada? Who, where are the piles of bodies? I and mean, I just, it, it is disheartening to watch people surrender what is supposed it's to be so depressing. Yeah. some of their most cherished freedom. Do you think that that was authentic on Twitter? The reaction, the people tweeting? Yeah, hundred percent. 
there do you are... think that there was more dissidence that was shadow banned by Twitter? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know if Twitter. How many people are so depressing? It was so depressing reading that. These people definitely exist. These people who look at this and beg for more. Uh, It's unbelievable. But yeah. Uh, So we'll see. Do we know anything about what? So is he in prison? I I, oh, I I didn't even play the footage of his arrest. Let me. um, I do have that. Let me. Here's the rest. Here's the footage of his actual arrest on the uh, highway. Hello friends, this is Pastor Art Polowski. If you're watching this video, that means they have successfully arrested me and I am in jail. If you would like to support me, if you would like to support Rebel News and the legal team that is trying their best to get me out of this trouble, please go to savearthur.com. Please donate, please help. Help me, help my family, help my wife and my children to get me out of this horrible, illegal situation and so he's they're keeping him in jail or what's the status yeah as of eight hours ago i haven't seen any updates since then but um the statement from calgary police is as a result of the saturday service continuing archer pulowski and dawid pulowski i'm sorry if i butchered that have both been arrested and charged with organizing an illegal in-person gathering including requesting inciting or inviting others to attend an illegal public gathering, promoting and attending an illegal public gathering. Incitement to gather. Wow. What, uh, what strange times that these are, uh, you know, uh, Canadian criminals of high priority to arrest. Yeah. Uh, although, you know what I thought it was strange about um, this fundraiser? You can see how many donors there are, but not how much money has been fundraised. Hmm. And from someone like Ezra, I'd like to know where my money is going and into a pool of a how much. I mean... All right. I mean, I, for GoFundMe even has has more transparency than that. I, I assume they're going to update us on the court battle. I have no idea. I mean, what if what if they have like five million dollars or something right now? Then I could be like, oh, I don't need to give money to this cause. I can better spend it on Indian dogs. Well, I don't know. It's not you can. There are all sorts of charitable to donate to a charity. Do you have to see how much money is in the bank of the charity? You can through, well, I guess, their tax filings. But I don't 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 donate to any charities. But <laughs> I like to Indi- see how much Indian money dogs. has gone to a cause. I think that's important. Go yeah, but I don't, I don't think reason. there's an obligation to show it. And I don't think it's shady to withhold it. I mean, the same reason people don't put their number on Patreon. I'm not obliged to give money to this cause now, am I? As no, of course not. But do we, I mean, <laughs> would you put how much you take in online on, like, should we put that on the page? It's Blonde not a specific earns this much cause, money. though. It's, that's it's, income. Well, why is it different? Because he, he's saving or because he's, he's, it's a GoFundMe for a, a court battle, a legal battle. Yeah, but our website or anyone's Patreon or anything like that is a, is a, is a, uh, it's fundraising for them to continue doing the work. Yeah, but that's an indefinite thing. This is one specific cause for which he is fundraising. I and just don't, I don't think it's shady not to show that number. I don't like it. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll put your number up on the website. You heard it here. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, I want to talk about this, uh, this LA traffic stop. Because I'm sure everybody saw this week, uh, this, this sheriff's deputy who was pulled over, um, or the sheriff's <laughs> deputy who pulled over this a self-described teacher. Yeah. Um, and she, this was a Latino 
sheriff's deputy and she was she racially berates this guy and accuses him of being a murderer. I don't necessarily want to go over the whole video because everybody's seen it by now. In case you live under a rock, this is just a quick sampling of what that video sounded like. I pulled you over because, because you're a murderer. Because uh, yes, I started to record because you can't you're a murderer. Be a, you can't be on your cell phone I, I wasn't while you're on driving. My phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell phone I can while record you're recording. You. Can you call your supervisor, please? Because I, I already did. He's on his way. Good, because you're a murderer. Okay. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. Hey, good man. Sign inside the red box. Right for him being a Mexican racist, you're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. You there you go, be dear. White. Have you, a good day. You want to be white so bad. Okay. That. What a dumb bitch. God. I think that uh, teacher, the professor, has actually been identified now, or at least claims of uh, her identity are out there. I don't have them in front of me, but. Um, you know, that might be a good day for a cop in, in LA. Um, the, the one thing I wanted to highlight about this was not going over the, the video itself, but the Snopes fact check. I love oh, this because yeah. the, the videos out there, it was, um, it made its way to Fox news and Tucker Carlson show through, um, Fox reporter, Bill Malugan. He was given the footage by this sheriff's deputy's personal body cam. So this guy, this cop runs his own body cam in addition to LA County Sheriff's department body cam for this reason. And that's how the the footage made it public, because it's not technically the sheriff's department's property. But according to Snopes, the claim that a video shows a uh, Los Angeles sheriff's deputy, uh, (laughs) the the claim that uh, the claim that the video is authentic, a viral video authentically showed an exchange between a motorist and and a sheriff's deputy in which the former person called the latter a murderer and commented on, on his ethnicity. They say that is unproven. The authentic authenticity of the video is unproven. Uh, why? Because they uh, apparently they can't validate the authenticity through the sheriff's department because the sheriff's department says that the investigation is ongoing. Even though the sheriff's department acknowledges the deputy in question used his personal body cam, even though the sheriff's department says the woman in the video filed a complaint against that sheriff's deputy for harassment. Um, and even though the LA County Sheriff himself tweeted out the video and praised the Sheriff's deputy for his demeanor, which is included in the Snopes article. These aren't new facts that they just missed. These are things mentioned in the Snopes article. They, they still say it's, uh, it's unproven. So, you know, the video, I guess they haven't ruled out the possibility that the whole video is fake, that the whole thing was staged for reasons unknown. Hmm. This was, a. Uh, a great moment. Speaking of um, using a cell phone while driving, which was the reason that woman was pulled over. She was apparently using her cell phone while driving. There was an Ohio State Senate committee meeting on Zoom this week. And ironically, it was a, a hearing to consider a bill to punish distracted driving, including using a cell phone while driving. And State Senator Andrew Brenner, uh, I guess he thought he was pulling a pro Zoom move to disguise the fact that he was obviously driving around during this meeting or was he, was he just sitting comfortably in his home the whole time? Watch this footage. Thank you. The minutes of the April 19th meeting have been distributed. Is there a motion to approve the minutes? So moved, Mr. President. 
$1,000,000 for the purposes of unemployment insurance administration funds. The funds are 100% federal funds. And we he's are requesting in the his appropriation office. authority to expend those funds in order to meet <laughs> operational needs. Last that we have made of legislation conversations that we have had relative to a total $71 million, all federal funds. He um, knows too. I like that. Yeah. He, uh, Senator Brenner here denies, uh, he says it's all just a misunderstanding. He says it wasn't distracted driving. He was listening to his cell phone like he would any time driving. Otherwise, he says, quote, I wasn't distracted. I was paying attention uh, to the driving and listening to it, meaning the meeting. I had two meetings that were back to back that were in separate locations. And I've actually been on other calls, numerous calls while driving phone calls for the most part. But on video calls, I'm not paying attention to the video. Uh, to me, it's like a phone call. And that's a fine debate whether you should be able to listen to a meeting or not while driving. But yeah, if you want to do that, bill. <laughs> yeah. just just mute the video. Like, yeah. Why did he try to do Somebody this? Somebody else was muted in the video. Somebody else turned their video off. So. Uh, I don't understand this uh, this distraction or disguise tactic, but it is pretty funny to see him just looking at the camera. If he wasn't concerned with the video, why is he looking at the camera so confidently for minutes on end? It's the worst green screen I've ever seen, too. I think he's trying to check it out to look like, does this look legit? Do I look like I'm sitting in an office right now? Wearing his seatbelt. He's wearing it. Yes. Uh, for safety. <laughs> we watched the um, couple things I want to talk about before we get into the uh, Portland stuff. Uh, we watched the uh, we, we, we've seen the woke religion of diversity take over nearly everything. Uh, in in recent years big business entertainment and sports and and even the military now the cia this is so sad the cia is no different um it started with a recruitment ad from uh, cia cia hr a promotional video in which a cisgender woman of color this is her words her description of herself she brags about her uh, professional and family accomplishments i'm a woman of color i am a mom I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. I did not sneak into CIA. I earned my way in, and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. My favorite... But that, it didn't end there. That was just the first one that was shown this week. It turns out there are more of these. There's apparently a playlist of these. Another one leaked. And in this one, a gay CIA librarian talks about how his life changed when he saw former director John Brennan wearing a rainbow lanyard. The thing about CIA is that they encourage the out of the box ideas that drive real progress. Growing up gay in a small southern town, I was lucky to have a wonderful and accepting family. I always struggled with the idea that I might not be able to discuss my personal life at work. Imagine my surprise when I was taking my oath at CIA and I noticed a rainbow on then-director Brennan's lanyard, which I later learned was designed by Angle, one of the many employee resource groups here at the agency. Inclusion is a core value here. Officers from the top down work hard to ensure that every single person, whatever their gender, gender identity, race, disability, or sexual orientation can bring their entire self to work every day. Now at the CIA, <laughs> I at can least... talk about the parade of cocks in my ass to my coworkers. 
Well, when they're spying on you illegally, now you can uh, know that it's a very diverse squad of unconstitutional surveillance. Now, remember, strictly speaking, the CIA's job is foreign intelligence gathering. (laughs) How much foreign intelligence do you think they have of Xi Jinping laughing his ass off at us right now? Over this kind of stuff. Now, interestingly, people were reading into this subtlety, too. In both of these videos, former director John Brennan is mentioned by name as this awesome guy who put together this rainbow coalition. And people were looking at that as a a subtle jab at Trump, like the CIA saying, look, John Brennan is our guy and we got you out, Trump. That's reading between the lines. But it does seem weird that John Brennan is name dropped twice in promotional for an agency that he officially has no part in running anymore. Yeah. Almost as if uh, he put him up to it or something. eh? Hmm. A couple more things I wanted to show. Um, There were uh, a couple videos this week that were shockingly close sequels to viral videos we've seen earlier. So remember the original, it is ma'am transgender guy raging at a GameStop employee called him. Sir. I remember. Right. Who could forget that one? Well, something very similar happened. Um, I guess this week, or at least it was posted this week. This time it was at a Popeye's, your precious Popeye's. I don't know if this particular transgender person was picking up a spicy chicken sandwich or not, but this transgender person is a driver for some kind of delivery service. The transgender person alleges that the employee calls him sir, and it uh, escalates from there. What was that? You said goodnight, sir? Alex, I'm going to be talking to corporate about you, you motherfucker. Fuck you. You don't fucking do this to trans people. This is discrimination. I didn't say No, this is discrimination. I'm fucking done with it. Hey, you know, it's one of those stupid things when you're Captain Karens. I didn't even say nothing. You called me sir, and you're talking to call me sir on the way out. This is transphobic harassment. You're a fucking bigot. Oh, my God. All right, Alex, you know what? You shouldn't be fucking harassing people with slurs. It's a slur. Do you not understand? If you, it's like if you call the person a color the n-word don't fucking cis people need to be held accountable for how they treat trans people and i'm not gonna put up with this shit anymore you're crazy bro you're fucking don't call me fucking broke stop fucking throwing <laughs> slurs at me you fucking piece of shit have a good night, sis. no fuck you i i almost think this one's fake no this is real that's what <laughs> it's claimed to be real bro and sir are the new n-word <laughs> What a strange new world. There God, are so many of America's problems could be solved by like an ass kicking. Whatever happened to that? <laughs> well, why there... can't these people duel? Like, all right, sir, let's let's take this outside. Let's duel. Yeah. And well, we'll see plenty of that in the show tonight. Things that could be solved through good old fashioned uh, dueling or fist fighting or something like that. But this is allegedly real. I don't have an image of the transgender person. You can see some images of him or her in the in the actual video it's the transgender person taking the video but according to the description here the uh transgender person is laura hobbs and hobbs says he's never met this popeyes employee alex but says that alex grinned calling him sir and alex is apparently the manager of the store and Hobbs, the transgender person, wants Alex fired, but there's no indication that this has happened or is going to happen or that a complaint was filed with Popeyes. Hmm. You think this is fake? It's so over the top. I have a hard time believing it as sincere. But uh, the, uh, court, this is in the Independent, 
And this Laura Hobbs person is interviewed and sticking by the story 100%, or at least interviewed in the Daily Dot. Someone has tracked down this transgender person, and this transgender person is sticking to the story. So if if it's fake or a bit, the person remains committed to the bit. Okay. And then the only other thing I wanted to highlight quickly is, um, recall the story of Dante Wright and Kim Potter uh, merely a few weeks ago. This was the case where the female cop accidentally shot Dante Wright dead, apparently intending to tase him. And we wondered uh, how could such an egregious mistake be made? Who wondered that? Woman, police officer. That was one of the leading theories on how such a thing could happen. And to that point, a listener sent me another similar case. And it's amazing how similar these two pieces of footage are. So in September 2018, Lawrence, Kansas police officer, uh, this is typed wrong. I think it's Brittany. No, no, it is Brindley. Brindley blood is the name of this female cop and her, her male wrong with that sentence. God. So she's with her male officer partner and they pulled over a guy for a seatbelt violation. And the guy becomes violent. The male officer tries to control him. And Brindley tried to tase him. Uh, but you know how this goes. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Hello, sir. Yeah. I'm Officer McCann, Lawrence Police Department. The reason I stopped you not wearing your seatbelt, okay? Man. Okay, when I watched this, I thought, n- no, like someone dubbed the Kim Potter no, it was audio. Same. Yeah. No, I, the video is on YouTube. It's posted in March of 2019, and I looked up the case. Um, the, the, the script, as far as I can tell, is exactly the same. Taser, 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 bang. Oh, shit, I shot him. Oh, no. Exactly the same events, exactly the same phrasing, exactly the same reaction. So what happened in this case? Was it black? Was the taser black? I I can't tell in the video. It looks uh, looks like the taser is still on her left hip in the article image that I have up right now in the Kansas City Star. If you can grab that link in the in the notes, it looks like the taser is yellow on her left hip and she's holding a gun in her right hand. Ah, okay. So. Uh, maybe Sam Hyde wasn't a prophet. Maybe this actually happens all the time. We're just not aware. <laughs> He's just observing a pattern that exists. So in this case, the female cop was originally, originally charged with reckless aggravated battery. A judge eventually dismissed the charges against her. She's off free and clear. The man who was pulled over, Akira <laughs> Lewis, survived the shooting and was charged with battery on a law enforcement officer, interference with a law enforcement officer, no proof of insurance, and driving without a seatbelt. I could not believe this. It, it the it's at least in terms of the words said, and the fact pattern is nearly identical. The words said are identical. It's so, it just, it's, it's unbelievable that this has happened multiple times within like a two or three year period. No. Uh, well, maybe it's totally believable. I guess when it happens next month, uh, we'll know that there's officially. Oh a shit. I shot him. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It's like this, this is fake, man. There's no way this is real. And, uh, lo and behold. Okay. Um, there are, I guess, potentially worse traffic stops or at least more unjust ones in, uh, in two cities in the last few days, we've seen armed mobs effectively controlling the streets, blocking traffic, forming checkpoints, all with some ambiguous leftist social agenda 
And either in the case of Portland police, well, in the case of Plano, Texas, which we'll get to in a minute, police indifference. In the case of Portland, as far as I can see, total police absence. So in Portland, armed left-wing activists controlled the streets of the northern part of the city on Thursday. This was described as a march for Patrick Kimmins. Patrick was a black man shot by Portland police in 2018 after a late night gang shooting. There were no charges for the officers who shot Kimmins because a grand jury didn't bring any because Patrick Kimmins was shooting a gun and injured two people. And Kimmins was shot by police when he charged them with a revolver. So a totally justified police shooting from a guy who wasn't just threatening officers, but apparently the language on what happened is a little bit unclear. They said, he was shooting a gun and injured people. Does that mean he shot them? Does that mean they were running and got That's hurt? That's some tricky language. Whatever he was doing, he was shooting a gun in the city. Okay. And the cops showed up and said, hey, could you please not? And uh, he charged at them with the gun. And then he died. Sounds pretty justified to me. And the grand jury agreed. But this mob is out on the streets of Portland paying uh, Patrick Kimmons a tribute by maybe doing a Patrick Kimmons impression, I guess. But they were much more heavily armed. So this mob is walking around with what you can see on camera. There was an AK rifle an AR rifle. It looks like some sort of shotgun. The reporting here says it might've been a sub 2000, but it doesn't really look like it to me. It looks like a shotgun. Um, and there were others. There were handguns too. Fair to say serious firepower, whatever's going on. And in multiple instances, this mob blocked, they stopped cars. They blocked cars. They pointed these guns at drivers and they vandalized their cars and then assaulted at least one guy, too. In this first portion, the mob causes this van um, or accuses this van driver of trying to run somebody over. And then they surround the car and they break out the back window of the vehicle and slash the tires. Stop the car! Stop the car! Hey, hey, man! the vehicle home! Better actor! This motherfucker here, I'm getting his fucking plates. Fuck that shit. Fuck is your problem, huh? Turn off the car! Get out of the car! But he did run somebody over. Motherfucker. I'm glad we de-escalated, but you fucking tried to kill people, bro. You better not... De-escalation, eh? That was the old Portland de-escalation right there, yeah. <laughs> and that's just the first clip here. Maybe you say, um... You know, they... oh, So they have guns. Open carry is legal in uh, in Oregon. What's Shocking wrong with that? that well, legal. Yeah. It, yeah, there's nothing wrong with carrying the gun necessarily, um, but pointing your guns at people on the street is not, however, legal at all. Um, <laughs> one man tries to push back against all of this nonsense. He's trying to drive his truck through and they point they're pointing guns at him. Eventually, he draws a gun in his own defense and the mob attacks him. Not. You better fucking not put your fucking gun down. You got about five seconds to lower that fucking weapon. You got about five seconds to lower that fucking weapon. So this guy in the he's pointing at this guy on in the right side of the frame there who has a rifle and is pointing it at him. You can't really see it in the frame, but that's what's going on. Racking the action. Not taking any shit. Please! Don't you fucking dare! Get the 
weapon! Get the weapon! No, you you gotta stay in the fucking oh, cops You need the cops now. That's rich. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very ironic that... Um, if any of if every person involved in that got killed, I would genuinely not care. The second you start pointing guns I mean, at people, not the dude, not the dude, obviously. Well, but. all bets are off. You start pointing yeah. guns at people, all bets are off, and that's that's why I was wondering how much further can this possibly go? You can't you can't be pointing p- guns at people on the street and expect it not to descend into chaos and a war zone like environment. And it's ironic, Damn. as you said, that they they now like the cops and can't wait for the cops to yeah. arrive. Double ironic that they've created a city in which the cops don't arrive. <laughs> According to the Oregonian, police have made no arrests as of yeah. yet. They, they are investigating. But as far as this scene, this scene happened and was ongoing with zero police intervention and no arrests for people walking around on the street, pointing guns at drivers, slashing their tires, beating their Uh, windows in in this case assaulting a guy he has serious injuries and he's hospitalized get to that in a second um but as far as the claim that that original van driver had run people over you can't see there's nothing in the video of the guy who's on scene doing the stream egging people on that shows that van driver come anything close to running people over. And you know how that usually goes. Someone trying to inch their way through traffic politely. The mob won't let them. The mob starts beating on the window. So they hit the gas to get the hell out of there. And then they're accused of trying to kill people. We've seen this script a million times. The old James Fields situation. (laughs) James Fields was a real pioneer. Yeah, Uh, he was (laughs) American hero. That guy. Okay. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. I would say there Why are some. Not? I would say there are complexities in that case that go understated, and the the charges against him were, in my opinion, unsubstantiated. But here, that that's not heroic. He drove a long really... way into a lot of people. Yeah, but... he did only kill one person, so I suppose I I shouldn't overestimate <laughs> his heroism. <laughs> Please have mercy on us, Susan. <laughs> if the I've algorithm I've got a, I've got a baby up... on the way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Pink 2 is going to message me and be like, get it together. <laughs> Good God. Okay. Where, where, where did I leave off? Oh, yeah. Okay. I hey, speak you enough that you lost your spot. Speaking of um, I, I, a, a horrific traffic induced injuries. This wasn't traffic. I don't know. You, you've really got my mind uh, all messed up now, but let's try to go with that. The, the guy who was just that we just saw uh, knocked to the ground and they mobbed him. He was taken to the hospital. His name is Joe Hall. He's a retired Marine and a handyman, apparently. He's still hospitalized. He has broken ribs, four fractured vertebrae, a dislocated shoulder, a partially collapsed lung, and a broken eye socket, he says, from being kicked in the face (gasps) while down. Although I did not see... He broke his eye socket? Ow! Supposedly. I I didn't see... If there's footage out there of him actually getting kicked in the face, I didn't see it, but I did see them mob him physically, and this is what he says his injuries are. Uh, and he says, while he was on the ground, the, the thieves also ransacked his truck and they stole his keys and two guns. So Mm. there were theft components too. Again, just to emphasize all of this ongoing for a long time, no police intervention, but, uh, thank God. Thank God. The vigilantes were there to deescalate. Imagine how bad it would have been if they weren't there to get control of the situation. And then that's um, just what happened in Portland. You had something of a similar scene in Plano, Texas. Um, When was this? Just over the weekend. Uh, But you have people blocking the road again. What happened here? 
So we're going to watch this video, but all these protesters are wearing body armor, helmets, black block. And at one point, which I didn't even notice in the video, but you pointed out to me, uh, you can see one of the protesters point probably a small revolver. So I don't know. Like it's, it's like it a looks like gun, a small it's handgun. It's hard to tell. Small handgun of sorts. Uh, point this gun at this guy who is yelling at them to move out of the road. And the Texas legislator is considering um, legislation to make blocking a roadway a state jail felony if the protester blocks passage of an emergency vehicle. So there's some irony in this hmm. as well. I mean, this guy is rightfully pissed off. In this case, what's different, too, is you're going to see this guy come up and get mad at the mob and tell them to move the hell out of the roadway. And then he goes and appeals to a police, I think is a police officer or some sort of a th- I, who, who looks like a police officer standing by. I'm not sure we know who that is, but there's no there's no care or concern given to the mob blocking the traffic. In fact, the police officer interviews with the angry motorist guy and starts to move him back out of the way. Check this out. Get the fuck out of my way. Okay. So he's got a police uniform on i don't know exactly what force but he's clearly a police officer doesn't care about this blockage of traffic doesn't give a shit yeah now here he tries to hit her phone that right there's what i'm talking about it's very hard to tell what that is but it looks like a handgun pointed at him to me. Uh, i don't know man it's pretty short barrel but uh, it looks like a pocket gun pointed at him i could be wrong but what else is that could be a taser uh, I don't think so. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what that is, but it looks like a handgun to me. It does. Yeah. But I'm open to an ex- explanation of whatever that might be. Maybe it's a flare gun. Maybe it's silly string. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, the, the police officer then starts pushing this guy back. Dude, we're creating armies of people like this, like six foot five dudes, Gen Xers that just want to burn the whole thing down. He could have taken on like five of those people yeah, and probably the cop and probably the guy with the gun wearing a mask. What a bitch. (laughs) So in this case, too, we don't as far as I know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, no arrests, no charges. But the, the Texas AG says he's looking into it. Yes. Yeah. Looking into the obstruction of traffic incident this week. Yeah. And then we have the legislature to aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. (laughs) So that's Jack Posobiec reporting that. Does he is he referring to the gun that was pointed? Is that he must be. Okay. because the other guy, what assault with a deadly weapon would he have been doing? Yeah, I don't know. And as far as I know, there weren't any charges that came out of it. So that's why I asked the question. Can you uh, can you allow mobs to form blockades uh on on roads routes of traffic whatever and point guns at people and act like that's totally fine because i guess their cause is just or something like that when the rule of law has decayed that far there is nothing but chaos an inch away i'm surprised these situations didn't get much messier there's another situation in which that marine guy just opens fire on them 
and probably would have been justified yeah. in doing it because guns were pointed at him first and were never lowered. In this case, if that was in fact a gun that was pulled on that guy, who's to say that the angry dude here isn't also carrying and decides to defend himself accordingly? This stuff is so close to all out war zone type insanity. Yeah. And we seem to have law enforcement and a huge portion of this country in terms of political affiliation just doesn't care. Like this is non-news. I, I, I'm baffled that these stories are not major stories when you turn on the morning news or you look at the New York Times or you look. How is this not something that's on par with, I don't know, the Capitol riot or pick whatever you want? How are these any different? This is more armed. This The Portland case is more armed than the Capitol riot ever was. Because it doesn't support the the narrative. They don't care. They're going to be able to engage in an increasing level of violence with no media coverage until they're murdering people in mass. And, and, and meanwhile, we're told we're told that all of this stuff is like a myth or an exaggeration that Antifa is not a real thing or that it's yeah. just uh, it's this small thing. Nobody really has to worry about. I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't risk going into the city of Portland, because I don't know if I'd end up in that situation. Do I want to end up in a situation with my family where someone's pointing guns at us and slashing our tires and I have a choice of trying to get them out to run away or having to shoot them yeah. in self-defense, which means what I, as the father go to jail for X amount of years for defending my family. Yeah. Uh, that's the exactly. choice that you're going to face. Exactly I mean. Well, they're putting this in that situation deliberately. Ugh. Anyway, we'll probably do for a break. Um, and then we'll talk oh, about the the anti-Asian stabbing in San Francisco. Also hilarious. I mean, the one in New York is hilarious. <laughs> when that 85-year-old woman got stabbed, man, that was a knee slapper. Holy cow. <laughs> did you, seriously speaking, did you see, we'll get to it in a minute, but did you see the x-ray of her? Oh, yeah, she's fucked up. Um, but I was talking about the anti-Asian hate crime in New York City. Oh, that one. Which is really yeah. funny because nobody was injured. That was just a slap and something like get out of the country or something. And just like, like slapped her in the back of the head. Um, I'm going to open up the uh, treasure chest for our D live people. Thank you for hanging out over there. Um, all right. This is long dong. John, I still can't say that. I have a solution to blonde's toe problem Buy two and send one to Matt. Also happy. Happy mother's day. The thing about the toe is there's only one. There's only one toe. I've never seen anything like it. I want it. And nobody's able to red pill me on the reasons for not buying interstate body parts and keeping them in my home for morbid reasons. Nobody has been able to give me a good reason not to do this, except for it's gross, which is not an argument. Well, uh, some would say that selling body parts for recreational purposes is a uh, slippery slope. Okay. I'm willing to accept that. I'll ask my priest. <laughs> yeah. Black Magic says, my name is Blonde and I have one job. That job is to tell you that my Pope is 100% correct when he says we need to abandon the antiquated concepts of individual liberty and personal responsibility. I agree with that to uh, some degree. And personal responsibility. Not personal responsibility, hmm. but individual liberty. That's that's why I agree. Let go of some concept. Some of your your feelings wrapped up in individual liberty. Well, individual liberty with no moral core does not have inherent value. That much right is on. true. Yeah. 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 Uh, Daniel Kunkel, my doctor of over 30 years told me to get this jab, except I'm not high risk. I'm only 43. I don't smoke or drink. No breathing lung issues, and I'm only somewhat padded around my belly. No jab. Sounds like it's time for you to get a new doctor. You know what's really scary about all this? It's 
how little faith I have in the medical system at this point. We'll get to some of that later in the show. You see the Jimmy Kimmel doctors lecturing you to it's like a doctor who wants to give me medical advice based on the best information that he has and his own experience and reasoning. That's all. That's all great. And I'll decide if I agree or disagree. No doctor has ever persuaded me into any medical option or any medical um, treatment plan based on shaming me and condescending me and calling me an idiot. Yeah. Great way to lose me as a doctor. Yeah. And if you think about it, I mean, even now doctors will put people on statins for having like uh, high blood pressure after 60, even though there the correlation between that and, and heart disease is not super clear. And statins hmm. are really invasive and stuff. I don't know. I just... I just question all medical knowledge at this point. How much do we really know? Uh, Francis Chartrand says, okay, guys, uh, you align so perfectly with my streams. Matt must be on the Viva Barnes Wednesday show or I have not done my life's work. Lon, <laughs> you're too much trouble. What did I ever do? Is it my eyelashes? <laughs> we, we will only go on if we're allowed to debate the merits of uh, James Field's response to uh, Antifa provocation. Yeah, James Field's appropriate <laughs> response. Uh, Boogeyman917, happy Mother's Day to you, blonde, and your Mrs. Matt Ping. And your Mrs. Well, thank Matt you. Ping. Yeah. Inflection is important. Cheers. Thank you. Slugs42, received a counseling um, from my company, Commander, for refusing the vaccine. He said it's not a negative against my record, but I'm just waiting for it to be used to deny any promotions or opportunities for good schools. That's coming. Good God, it's coming well, for all of us. Good for you for sticking sticking to your guns. And um, I I respect people that are able to stick with what they believe in in the face of coercive attempts otherwise. And Godspeed to you, Charles. Use just wanted to wish Blonde a happy birthing person's day. You get out. Also would appreciate it if you too could give a shout out to Catherine for me. She's a big fan. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Hey, Catherine. Hey. Hello, Catherine. Thanks for tuning in. That's an elegant name. Two mm. A education. Thank you both as always. And shout out to my wife, Linda on Mother's Day. Hey, Linda. Well, thank you, ma'am. And uh, yeah, much appreciated. Glad to see the channel still going well. Keep it up. Uh, Fissure says, I've recently red-pilled my boomer mother in large part thanks to your content and specifically Matt's 10-minute video. She now thinks COVID is bullshit <laughs> and wants the red states to let the blue states to rot in their own failure. Yes. Just just keep pushing. Just keep pushing. Well, that sounds like a little bit of me and a little bit of you there, you know? Yeah, but, you know, the goal of all red-pilling is to get people to the Daily Stormer. Right. Uh, of course. Naturally. Like, that. that is <laughs> my number one objective. Um <laughs> No, thank you. Uh, as always, appreciate sharing the material with new listeners. And uh, I'm glad to hear when it's effective. I'm glad to hear when it changes minds because that's the ultimate uh, high praise. It is. Um, by the way, I got recognized in Coeur d'Alene twice today. In one day by two different people? Yes. Wow. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And this girl came up to me and like gave me a big hug. She's like, you changed my life so much. I moved from Seattle. Wow. Someone who I followed like, in your footsteps, no less. I know. And huh. she was like a really pretty lady and everything. And the other guy had a beautiful wife and family and stuff. I was like, what is happening? That's cool. You guys are I all feds. I suppose everyone's following you there. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I don't know. I, or maybe it's they really are weird. Fans, I, I rarely get recognized. And then twice in one in, within an hour. It's almost never happened to me. So yeah. a handful rare. of times in my entire Bozeman life. Um, very rare. 
all day. I was like, I'm so famous. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Stang, I live in Austin. Just out of curiosity, you guys know if anyone has invented a D AIDS soyerizer yet. What? D AIDS soy soyer? D are you soy. talking AIDS soy or AIDS soy is what it looks like. Unless okay. I'm I've broken the word with my brain. Uh, Austin is Austin is teeming with AIDS and soy. Okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, just the city. Um, well, that's not yet. It, to 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 do it to an individual is possible. To take on responsibility for the whole city, that's probably a a challenge too difficult. I would think. Good luck I if you try it. PN says, "Where the glasses matter, blonde will run out of bubble gum." He doesn't know that reference, but he will. This time next week. This time next week. Yep. Uh, Bravo, Victor. I know an old man from Belarus named Victor. How about Victor? If it's a boy, Victor Christensen rolls off the tongue kind of nice. Wait and see. Before long, people will name their kids victim. I like the name Victor, hmm. uh, but, you know, Matt, Matt's got one um, of his sleeve, I think. We're pretty. We're not decided, but we do have a boy's name that we like. And um, I'll find out tomorrow. Sebastian. I'll find out tomorrow. We'll be able to whittle it down because we will get the news. So boy or crazy. girl. Is it in the morning? One o'clock mountain time. I will. Ooh, is okay. about the time I'll know. All right. You got to text me as soon as you know. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> right. curious. Yeah. Because I have a feeling about it. Um, incompetent hands. It's my birthday and our and your five year anniversary. Oh, yeah. Think of all your accomplishment. Um, blonde's going to go buy a toe and no hit piece. Matt just watched a movie. JK cathartic <laughs> and funny. Your show is the best. We love you. You're very special. You're very special. It is our five year anniversary. Thank you. And I actually, I, I had thought about that and then I didn't even realize I all throughout the day. I did not remember that. I didn't even put a spot in the notes for it. And then by the time I remembered it, I was like, well, shit, I already put this stuff together. Um, and then I, then I thought, well, uh, the best way to celebrate the show's anniversary is just by doing what we've doing always done, which <laughs> yeah. is make the show rain or shine. Here we are. Yeah. Um, thanks should for, we, should we circle back? Um, yeah, I got some tippy streams as well. Yeah, and thanks um, everybody for sticking around for half a decade. And I've, I've spoken, well, we both have spoken with some people recently who've been around since like the first year and man, not that I'm not grateful for people who are newer to the show, but for people to stick, it's, I don't know if there's any one show that I've stuck with for five years. Sometimes you just, you're in a different phase of your life. You come in and out of it. You decide you don't like that person anymore, whatever. I don't yeah. know if there's really anything I listen to with the same attention for five years. Five That's years. a huge accomplishment. And for those of you who are in that club, we appreciate it. And for those of you who are tuning in today and maybe you'll be here five years from now, we appreciate you too. But yeah, thank you guys for getting us this far. It's, it's really incredible. Yeah. Uh, over on, well, let me refresh, but I do have a few over on Tippy Stream, I think. Let me see. Uh, Mike DeWine Shit Eating Grin says, oh God, this is carrying on the Streamlabs tradition of being hard to read. Here we go. Uh, Saw Guy, fisherman in Ohio, have had enough of DeWine's, Governor Mike DeWine's uh he wrote tranny, but I think he means tyranny. <laughs> Mike DeWine's tranny and are again celebrating the opening of Sogai season by resurrecting SogCon 2021 at Alum Creek Reservoir in June. Hope people can go and SogCon D <laughs> come on SogCon D's nuts 
Is this real? Is SogCon actually a thing? Is this a fisherman? I don't know. Probably not. Suck I don't think nuts. so. I, I look, I'm Googling it. Suck it doesn't on these nuts. No, I gather that. I just thought, oh, okay. is Sogai a real fish? Oh, Sogai? Um, a Sogger. Sogai. It looks like the fish, the fish reference is legit. He just took it really far to get to the uh, <laughs> Sog on these nuts bit. All right. I'll allow it. Pauly B says, I hope you guys talk about Sarah Silverman's very trash take on transports. I love to hire a 12 year old boy to arm wrestle her. If she loses, she shuts up. If she wins, she shuts up. Keep keep up the good work. I didn't have I didn't put it in the notes uh, the notes, but yeah, she ripped um Caitlyn Jenner and called Caitlyn Jenner a twat. And it, it, you can tune into Sarah Silverman's podcast if you really want to get the full Why? take. Man, of all the uh, insufferable Hollywood leftists, she's up there in the top top tier for me. Especially because she's one of those people that shut the door behind her. She used to do pretty edgy comedy. I remember she would go on Bill Maher's show and she had that whole bit about she one time she did a whole bit about uh, Chinese people and going wee wee in your Coke and all that stuff. And then she had oh, to yeah. flog herself in front of the Asian identity group or something. But the point is, yeah. she she rose to fame by making edgy jokes. Dare I say some were even funny in their day. And then she shuts the door behind her and lectures anyone who crosses comedic lines that she crossed years ago and lectures anyone who disagrees with her politics and all that you know it's anyway we're, we're not going to talk about it more in detail tonight but she sucks <laughs> phil says uh, she's a very empowered career woman i mean she's very happy with her life very satisfied phil says the general pop will always allow the strong horse right now the globalists have all the power so of course the of oh, the general population of course the population is going to bow before them the pastor from calgary only kneels before god so of course these demons have to make an example it, you have to be i understand the power trip that um a lot of the government and entrenched powers the the all the trudeaus and all the bureaucrats i understand the power trip that they're on Again, I, I, I'm baffled that there are these rank and file police officers who are willing to arrest a pastor on the streets for the crime of inciting a gathering. And that I know it's yeah. Canada. They don't swear an oath to the same constitution that we do. But I'm, I'm even on the legal level, the oath that you that you swear, the moral level of doing that. Like, what is the crime that this guy committed? Telling right. unwelcome people to get off his property and worshiping God on the terms that he sees fit. What a criminal. If you live, if you, if you participate in, in creating a society that makes that criminal, I just don't have a lot of patience for you. you you're, you're creating the hellscape willfully yeah. Yeah. for a paycheck, I guess. Let's see. Uh, late to the party says, uh, regarding the policing, it's called the slip and capture error. Check out the force science Institute for the more what? details. It can be mitigated by dedicated gear placement and increased practice involving a taser versus a firearm. I think he's, it's a reference to the taser mistake. Oh, okay. Um, slip and capture error. Yeah, I, I assume that means something like grabbing one piece of equipment, thinking it's the other, that sort of stuff. But mm -hmm. what I'm told, and it looked like was the case for this officer too, and I believe Kim Potter in Minnesota, you put the taser on your weak hand. So for most people, that's your left hip. And you put right. your gun on your strong hand. For most people, that's their right, your strong hand's hip. And reason for that is, generally speaking, if you're going for a gun, you're going to take your dominant hand. If you're going for a taser, you know, like 
you you'll you'll be mentally assigned your hands will be mentally assigned to those two right. pieces of equipment that's the general thinking but you know i guess it's more common than we than we understand Yukon Don says, just want to say congratulations. Well done. And thank you for five years of this show. It's a nice place to hang out while, while we watch the world descend into madness. Well, thank you. I, um, I got a new variant of this sound. Are you ready? Yeah. We love you. You're very special. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, it, it, I, it was uh, Ben Shapiro reading Trump's love you. Very special bit this week. I we love you. One more time. You're oh. very special. So there's Trump and here's Ben. We love you. You're very special. I'll I'll go back and forth between those two. Appreciate it, Yukon Don. Phil says the French government's response to those uh, retired generals' letters was to try uh, to get them stripped from their positions. So basically, they want conflict. It gives some legs to the theory that the refugees are just going to be used as cannon fodder. Yeah, I need to look into that story a little bit more. I know you had sent it to me, so I will have to check it out. And thank you, Phil. Appreciate it. Uh, over on D Live, we have. Uh, looks like we're good. We got people, uh, hanging out over there and supporting the show. That is much appreciated. Thank you guys for that. On uh, Trovo chubby stubby says, uh, the message KFC was trying to send is that Soylent green isn't alone in their exotic ingredients. That could be it. Issue says PC be damned. I wish you, I wish all of you women who are mothers, a very happy mother's day. Now just raise this next generation to buck the liberal mindset. It's a big task. I hope you're up to it. Yeah. Not really, Chub- but I guess I have to, don't I? Chubby Stubby says CIA lady claims she's not a check on a box, but she's literally checking off nearly all the liberal boxes. That was interesting. Here are all of my identities, but that's not what I am. Except for that's the first way I describe myself and presumably the reason I got this job at the CIA in the first place. Darth Jones casting a spell. Appreciate it. Also gifting subs. Appreciate that. And Darth Jones says fuck Hollywood on that. I think we could all agree. All right. We will have to uh, come back. And we'll get back into the news. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Let's talk about this. uh, Well, another hate crime, another anti-Asian hate crime in San Francisco. And we've long been chronicling these crimes because, as demonstrated, they're happening with some degree of frequency. We're told by Trump supporters inspired by his China virus rhetoric Um, But they're happening with some degree of frequency, particularly in the Bay Area of California. The one I will never forget is the case where the man with the can picker was beaten with his own can picker. And the guy laughing. This is not because the guy literally said, I hate Asians N word. (laughs) Well, his friend filmed him beating a 90 year old Asian man. That's right. Yeah. And they declined to press hate crime charges. So. There are cases like this in San Francisco with some regularity. And um, and some of them are, are awful. They're not just like someone was accosted for their race or someone was harassed. In, in, the, in today's case, someone was stabbed brutally. And how horrendous is this one? Well, it's so bad that even the San Francisco DA is actually prosecuting the case. So two elderly Asian women were standing uh, along Market Street in San Francisco And they were just standing street side and this guy with a huge knife walks up behind them and he just lets it rip. There's surveillance footage of it. I can show you a censored version of it. It's not graphic, but you do get the idea for just how insane this is. They're just standing there. Grab the footage here. They're just standing there. Here comes the guy behind them. Huge knife. Stab one. Move over to the other old lady. Stab her. 
and he just kind of walks off casually people biking by old lady just stabbed sort of falls to the ground another person starts tending to her and the guy just walks away God. all of this caught on surveillance and terrible one of the women um her name is 85 she's 85 years old her name is chui fong and the knife went through her arm and into her side and the stabber just left it there actually i gotta grab the um i don't have the the x-ray handy so let me grab it here yeah uh look at the x-ray on what happened to her that is look at the blade that is through her arm and into her side for this poor old lady and so she's 80, she's 85 years old. There was a, a second victim. I believe the first person you saw there, that victim is the first person stabbed in the video. That victim is 63. Uh, her injuries were considered life threatening, but she's now improved and is expected to survive. So the 85 year old with the knife still in her, she was hospitalized. She's also expected to survive. So no fatalities here, Jeez. but that brings us to notoriously criminally lenient San Francisco district attorney, Chesa, I believe it's Boudin, Chesa Boudin. We'll go with that. Chesa Boudin has filed premeditated attempted murder charges and two counts of elder abuse, plus a few other charges against the attacker. The attacker's 54 year old Patrick Thompson. As of now, there are no hate crime charges, but Boudin says the investigation is ongoing. Now as shocking as the, um, the video was, it shouldn't necessarily be surprising to the prosecutor or at least the district attorney's office in San Francisco because Patrick Thompson was already sentenced to 25 years in prison, uh, in prison for assault with a deadly weapon in 2017 and was sent to a mental institution. But per San Francisco's insane criminal justice policies, he was granted release into a mental health diversion program in 2019 and uh, supposedly successfully completed it in August of last year. So uh-huh. real successful assault with a deadly weapon put back on the street and is just walking around stabbing old Asian women. And when asked about that program, the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation referred a reporter to the San Francisco DA, Chesa Boudin, saying that the CDCR is not responsible for sentencing decisions. Now, in fairness, it's not clear that the DA, Chesa Boudin, had a direct involvement in Thompson's release. Boudin was elected in 2019. So it's possible that he had some involvement in letting this guy go. Possible he didn't. One thing we do know is that Chesa Boudin has done the most important thing, and he has changed his name on Twitter to be written in Chinese characters so that the Chinese people in San Francisco know that he is in solidarity with them when he allows criminals back onto the street, or at least the office does, to stab them and walk away like it's no big deal. Yikes. And um, as far as justice this time around... It's it's not looking great so far. Patrick Thompson's arraignment on the murder and the other charges, it was postponed on Friday, or the attempted murder, rather. It was not a successful murder, obviously. Attempted murder charges. Um, after he refused to leave his jail cell to attend the hearing. So it's been rescheduled for Monday. And I, I guess for everyone else, this, was, this is just interesting. Because if the guy voluntarily doesn't leave his jail cell, that's probably better than what the prosecutors in San Francisco might actually do. At this point, you have to have the prosecutors in San Francisco. They have to be convinced to keep him in a jail cell. If he voluntarily stays in a jail cell, that's probably 
the best option the for best, that city. Yeah. So my God. Um, yeah, we shall, uh, we shall see what comes out of that case. But again, just another story a month ago, anti-Asian bias running through, going to a spa and shooting up Asian people because Trump inspired him. That, that was a new, you know, that was a significant shooting. That's a story, but there was no evidence for anti-Asian bias or for Trump inspiring this person. You have a crime of very similar horror. I just walking around stabbing Asian people in broad yeah. daylight. In broad daylight, yeah. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Nobody cares. Fascinating. And that that wasn't the only one. That was uh, there was another one in New York City. This one was much more playful. You say this one was yeah, it, it was more playful, yeah. less stabby. I take it, but again, it was a I'm, chick too. I didn't mention about Patrick Thompson. Um, statistically unlikely to be a Trump supporter. Let's put it that way. I'll just I'll say that about his demographic characteristics. Statistically unlikely to be a Trump supporter, and the suspect in this case is an individual. But statistically unlikely to be a Trump supporter as well, one would speculate. She is a jogging adhesive American. <laughs> she is indeed. Um, police are looking for a woman in connection with another possible anti-Asian attack in the city, this time on the D train in Brooklyn. The 50-year-old victim was sitting on the train on April 19th. A stranger approached her and said, get off my train. You don't belong here. And then smacked her in the back of the head with an open hand. So this is almost She's like the, this is almost like the guy in uh, Minnesota th- that we highlighted earlier who said that someone just drove up to him and said, get out of America. This this guy. Remember him? <laughs> yeah. Get out from America. It's it's like it's just like that story, which so maybe totally. it's true. Maybe that one maybe was true. It is true. Yeah. Th- yeah. There's some and legitimacy. Didn't he say here. the woman was driving erratically. Yeah. He said she was just driving around yelling at every Asian person. Uh, I don't know. I believe it. Yeah. Believe it. Um, there was also a mass shooting in New York City. Yeah. And there's another also- jogging adhesive American responsible. Uh, yes. Newly identified as of a couple hours ago. But yes, this uh, a, a shooting you have not heard much about. What mm-hmm. uh, this was in Times Square, like out on the street or yeah, what happened? Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. All the intended or all the victims were unintended. Um, it was a drive by shooting. But three people were hospitalized Saturday evening after the shooting in Times Square. Um, one of the victims was a four-year-old girl. Uh, died or injured? No, uh, the four-year-old girl was struck struck in the leg. There was a 23-year-old woman who was hit in her thigh and a 43-year-old woman shot in the foot. So and all, all survived. So yeah, far. The non-life-threatening injuries, but okay. um, it doesn't matter. I mean, this were, they, they could have just easily been shot in the head. They were unintended consequences um so nypd commissioner confirmed at an evening press conference that the three victims were unintended targets of the shooter they were not related to one another shots were fired around 5 p.m after a dispute between a group of jogging americans nearby witness witnesses told police that the men were arguing when one pulled out a gun and started shooting so he's just a horrible shot he wasn't shooting aimlessly no, he was like, pew, pew, pew. he's just that bad of a shot. He's a, he's a bad shot that he hit three people, but not the guy he was arguing with. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, and, and I don't know if has Times Square seen a recovery lately. Times Square has been mostly empty these days, so I can't imagine it's just massive crowds of people and that's how he hit them. Or is it more populated? It looked now? like there were a lot of people. in. The, okay. In so the maybe it's back yeah. more back to normal. So it's, I mean, nah, probably not back to normal, probably 50% capacity. 
Okay, so still a good amount of people. It's believable that he's just that bad of a shot, and that's how it happened. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he's identified, according to Breaking 911 on Twitter, as uh, Farrakhan Muhammad. Uh, sounds like a Trump supporter to me, presumably. I would I would assume, anyway. Do we know anything else about the guy? I've, I didn't have time to look into it before the show. Uh, nope, just that. Okay. And I, the other, another thing I didn't have time to look into, uh, speaking of major shootings, there was a major one in Colorado Springs last night, some birthday party. Some guy showed up and shot like six people and then turned the gun oh on himself. Gosh. But I don't know much more about it than that. News was breaking before we um, went live. Yep. Yikes. Now, um, I have oh, some... Yeah, it was a, the boyfriend of one of the victims. Uh, who was... In Colorado oh, Springs. In Colorado Springs. Okay. Which somehow makes me feel a little bit better. Like, it's going to make me feel better if somebody that I know kills me or something. It's these um, stranger shootings that I really don't like. Hmm. Well, I want to talk a little bit of uh, Derek Chauvin trial leftovers. So last week at this time, if I can get the story to open here. Come on. There we go. Last week at this time, we were talking about uh, now confirmed liar Brandon Mitchell. And I feel like an idiot for even giving this guy somewhat of a fair shake because the news that we had Sunday was that um, he was giving these interviews the week prior to the Wall Street Journal and the rest saying like, yeah, I'm, I'm coming out publicly because staying anonymous wouldn't help push for change. And you're thinking, um, OK, pushing for change is not your job as a juror. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being an activist necessarily. But what did you tell the jury selection what did you tell the prosecutors and the defense team at the jury selection and the judge did you say i'm a black lives matter activist and we were speculating yeah. did he lie giving him the benefit of the doubt because we didn't know for sure at the time at least i was you probably not and it turns out you were right he didn't deserve the benefit of the doubt in retrospect mm. because images surfaced of him wearing not just a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, but one that says, get your knees off our necks, a specific George Floyd reference, and a Black Lives Matter hat marching in D.C. last August. And he put on the questionnaire, no, I have not participated in any police use of force or uh, police brutality demonstrations, nor has anyone close to me. Meanwhile, he attended that march with his family members and friends. So it, it, there are layers to the lie that he told. There are probably more lies that he told, but... Most egregiously, when confronted by people interviewing him about, hey, um, what do, what do you, you said you didn't attend any protests, but like, here's a picture of you at a protest, not just there yeah. and not just where George Floyd's family spoke, but wearing a George Floyd T-shirt specifically. His response to the Star Tribune and others, he has no recollection of wearing or owning the T-shirt, he said. Well, that's awfully forgetful you think that but you know sometimes you have a wild night out you don't really remember all the details um except for In the, the fact last year yeah and except for the fact that he uh apparently really liked the shirt here he is on a podcast in october wearing the same shirt get your knee off our next picture of mlk blm on the shirt so if he's that forgetful you wonder mm, maybe he shouldn't be a juror um, or he's just a liar, in which case there are criminal implications. That's called committing perjury. It's been prosecuted in the state of Minnesota before. Will it be prosecuted in this case? Absolutely not. My opinion is because he's so bold and confident about this. The, the, my opinion on why he is, is because I think he knows through Keith Ellison or, or someone else, I won't be prosecuted for any of this stuff. So I'm just going to go out and say it. He's definitely won't. I mean, 
I, I, I put it at a zero percent chance. Yeah, yeah. zero percent. And not okay. And there's another piece of the Brandon Mitchell stuff here that I haven't had a chance to talk about yet, because when he told the Wall Street Journal, "Oh, I'm speaking now because being anonymous wouldn't help push for change," he there's a there, the kind way to interpret that is okay. Now that the trial's over and your job as juror is done, you've decided activism is important for you and you want to push for change. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you are an activist on in your juror seat, right? Because those are different jobs. One would think that any reasonable person would um, would say that and say, oh, no, I was objective and uh, I applied the fa- the law to the facts in that case. In a radio interview or a podcast show interview he did recently, he said, we need to get on juries in the same way that we need to vote and protest because this is a matter of, this is a strategy for sparking change. Listen to this exchange. So what message would you leave to those about saying yes to jury duty? I mean, it's, it's important. If we want to see some change, we want to see some things going differently. We got to get out there and get into these avenues and get in these rooms yeah. um, to, to try to spark some change. And that's Absolutely. one of the jury duty is one of the things. Jury duty, voting, all of those things are things we got to do. <laughs> no, no, no. Jury duty is not one of the things when it comes to sparking change. The fact that he thinks voting and activism and jury duty are the exact same thing. Uh, that's very troublesome. I mean, that that shows, again, we have no respect for the process. It's strictly an ends justify the means type philosophy. Uh, I guess that shouldn't shock anybody. It's, it shouldn't shock me. But um, I guess the only thing that does shock me is just how bold this is. It's one thing for people to do things that are kind of hush hush because they're not you don't really say that quiet part out loud for him to say the quietest parts out loud. The things that are, in fact, felonious in the state of Minnesota and throughout the country and do it with absolute confidence that nobody's coming to get him or punish him in any way. Um, the, the Chauvin's uh, defense team has filed a, a, a formal motion with the judge to try to get the conviction tossed out and have a new trial. In my layman opinion, it, you can't have jury unanimity. If one of the jurors lied his ass into the, uh, to the, to the jury bench, there's no unanimity to be achieved if he did that and he needs to be prosecuted. So if if you don't toss the conviction and that guy doesn't get prosecuted, you have no rule of law in, in Minneapolis and broader Minnesota. And it's only a matter of time before that lawlessness creeps out to the rest of us who have any semblance of it. But if, in any just world, that's what would happen. Both of those things in the real world, neither of these things are going to happen. And, and this is going to be normalized. And jury duty is going to be seen as just another political activity. Yeah. Yeah. And the irony of all of this is that uh, somebody like me, probably even you, we would never get put on a jury. We would Im- immediate disqualification. From yeah. Jury duty. Be- because of what we do for a living, what we talk about, our opinions, probably. I know yeah, they'd be like, they- tell me what you think about black crime. And I'd be like, well, <laughs> have you ever argued I- for defensively driving your car <laughs> into a crowd of people? <laughs> Yeah, sure. But and on the other side of this, too, do you think for a second, let's say that I lived in Minnesota and I was a prospective juror for Derek Show, the Derek Chauvin trial, and I lied and said, no, I'm, I've never really talked about um, George Floyd, Derek Chauvin, anything like that. I, oh, I've, people would freak. And out. then people found my YouTube channel and saw me talking about it in detail with with particular opinions. Not just people would freak out. 
do you think Keith Ellison and the uh, prosecutors in the state of Minnesota might have something to say about the lack of truthfulness that I exhibited in such a scenario? Uh, Yeah, this is um, this is unsustainable. And in one more piece of Derek Chauvin stuff, uh, Michelle Obama gave an interview to uh, CBS this week. And one of the most frustrating things about the Derek Chauvin conviction is like activists, guys, you got the trifecta of the charge, the convictions that you demanded. There, it was an unconditional trifecta. You got everything. Yep. And yet it's still not good enough, right? This was just an outlier. Systemic racism lives and we have more work to do and all this. It's one thing to hear that from an activist on the street. It's quite another to hear that from the former first lady of the United States. She, she told the reporter on CBS that she lives in fear of the police because her daughters are now driving and she worries that the police officers are going to racially profile her daughters. Listen to this. We know that while we're all breathing a sigh of relief over the verdict, there's still work to be done. Um, And so we we can't sort of say, great, that happened, let's move on. I know that people in the black community don't feel that way because many of us still live in fear as we go to the grocery store or worry about walking our dogs or allowing our children to get a license. I mean, just imagine. Aren't your girls driving? They're driving. But every time they get in a car, by themselves, I worry about what assumption is being made by somebody who doesn't know everything about them. I, like so many parents of black kids, have to, that the the, the, the innocent act of getting a license mm-hmm. puts fear in our hearts. And we have to ask our, our fellow citizens to listen a bit more mm-hmm. and to believe us yes. <laughs> and to know we don't want to be out there marching. I mean, all those Black Lives Matters kids, they'd rather not have to worry about this. They're taken to the streets because they have to. You know, it's very rare. Now listen that to is the- so preposterous. Tell me more about walking your Maltese in your $10 million neighborhood. <laughs> listen to this, scared. though. She, she, she says all this nonsense. And the journalists, the objective journalists on CBS this morning, just eat it up and repeat her talking points. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those activists, uh, they don't want to be on the streets. They just say they have to because they fear for their lives. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. For the two of them to issue a statement about anything, right, they, try, right. they try very much not to get involved um, in a political way to speak certainly against any party. They're very, very careful about that. When she said, you know, a lot of kids, don't, they don't want to be out there marching. They got she's other things right they like about to do. That, yeah. 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 She's right about that. It's yeah. it's like they're marching because because they're because they're fearful. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, oh. When I think the Obama family, I think apolitical. <laughs> I think yeah, not really. opining about controversial social issues. Yes, precisely. Um, Jesse Kelly, I thought, had the best... Uh, Best response to this on Twitter just said simply, I dream of an America that will one day give the Obamas a chance to succeed. Maybe someday we could get there. (laughs) Did you notice she unironically said, listen and believe too? She didn't make the case. I did not notice that. Yikes. She said, we we need other Americans to listen and believe us when we say these things. It's not providing me an argument. It's not giving me evidence. Just listen and believe while I browbeat you into submission. And... I want to return to that point that that you raised, because um, what's more absurd? Is it more absurd for the queen in her castle to be protected by armed guards and insist that she's 
victimized and living in fear? Or is it more absurd to claim that Black Lives Matter activists don't actually want to be out in the streets? They have way more important and better things to do, but they have to be out in the streets. Um, No, the hallmark of their lives is they don't have better things to do. And the world is... I don't believe in this particular brand of injustice, but the world is an unjust place. See the Chauvin verdict argued from the other side, as we just talked about. But what's the best way to navigate through an unjust world? Can you scream at the moon until everyone accommodates you? Or maybe you take your little corner of the world and you improve it. Magical things happen when you work hard on building your own prosperity instead of yelling at other people to build it for you. This is this kind of crap is so self-defeating to 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 install this victim mentality into these activists out in the street and teach them, Oh, we know you'd be off. Like, I don't know, designing revolutionary software or making a scientific discovery. <laughs> if it weren't for this necessity that you or be in the streets, Wakanda, yeah. right? If it weren't for that, if it weren't for this existential necessity, how about this? How about you don't actually have a threat against your life at any given moment? You, you really I don't. Know. This is so preposterous. And, and Michelle Obama is, is she genuinely concerned that her children are going to get pulled over and they're not going to be like, Oh, I'm an Obama. And the cop's going to be like, <laughs> she won't have a chance to say it. There'll be a bullet in her head way before right, the words right, ever right. come out. It, 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 it is just, it's, I mean, it's insulting to everyday Americans, but it's so self-defeating the, the, when you install this victim mentality into people, guess what? It, it becomes self-fulfilling when you believe that, you're under threat all the time and it doesn't matter if you work hard and try to build something because someone's going to come kill you in a traffic stop. So you better be out in the street. Yeah. Guess what? You waste half your life yelling at people with signs in the street and doing nothing productive. (laughs) It's a huge shame. What uh, are people buying this? And then Gail is another one. It's like, look how successful you are just because of your proximity to Oprah. Yeah. Yeah, it is something when uh, you tell have me whole- more about your oppression, you dumb bitch. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they sit around they these these uh, black celebrities who have wealth far beyond what the average American has or what anyone in the history of the world has had, and they're gonna they're gonna claim to be victimized. They're gonna be claim they're gonna claim to be under threat. It's um, it's just insulting to everybody. Really, it, it's I I don't know I don't know who buys this crap, but apparently some people do. President Michelle Obama or Michael Robinson coming soon. Um, okay. I want to talk a little bit of um, lingering uh, coronavirus topics. It's never going to end. You know, we have talked about coronavirus for the majority of our shows now for 14 months. That's probably true. I don't know if it's the majority of every episode, but for a no, significant. No, no, no. The majority of our shows. Oh, yeah. 100%. I, I, I bet we've. I'm not dis- criticizing us. It's the it's the most. I, I just cannot believe that we're still talking about this as a society. It's like, yeah, except that you're going to get it, get over it, don't get vaccinated unless you're 95 and weigh 700 pounds. Yeah, uh, there were a lot of worries about how transformational this would be to our society over a year ago, and some of that was treated as conspiratorial or. Uh, exaggeration or anything like that. And yet here we are, but I'm not going too deep into it tonight. I just want to highlight a couple of funny pieces specifically. um, Well, as the numbers keep tumbling, both uh, deaths and cases and also hospitalizations as well, uh, the numbers keep tumbling. Joe Biden is out bragging about it this week and advertising his plan to get even more vaccines to people. And he made a couple of very awkward errors in this speech. He said that he was going to 
slip the vaccine to pediatricians so that they can give it to your kids. And then he botched the name of the government website, which is vaccine. I got to be careful so I don't do the exact same thing. Vaccines.gov. I actually wrote .com in the notes here, but it's vaccines.gov. At least I didn't make the Joe Biden mistake. You be the judge. We're also going to slip vaccines directly to, to pediatricians, ship them to, to pediatricians during the following weeks. So parents and their children can talk to their family doctor about it. We're going to make it easier than ever to get vaccinated. Visit vaccines.gov, vaccines.gov, or text to text your zip code to 438829. No, he's uh, so old. Why do they make him say so many numbers? You know? It wasn't as bad as 30330, text Joe. But uh, was that vaccines.gum? Was that vaccines.com? Now, I did the journalistic work here. No, vaccines.com is not a real website. Don't Good. bother looking. It's not It's not a thing. <laughs> I uh, did all afternoon. It, that's part of my job. I have to I have to evaluate if it's real or not. But as far as the um, the the other part in there, we're going to slip vaccines to pediatricians for your kids. Do, do you think that that's did he just mean ship and it was a mistake or do you think there's something you want to go deep in the tinfoil? And do you think there's something we're slipping know. vaccines to the kids and we don't care if the parents know or not? You know, I, mean, I I used to think all this anti-vax stuff was horse shit. But now I'm like, if my kid gets MMR, are they going to put coronavirus vaccine in the MMR? <laughs> Well, I will lose my mind at this point. It's so far beyond the scientific or health uh, facts at stake here because it's just a mob of people trying to browbeat a personal health decision into you and not respecting your own personal choice to handle your own health affairs as you see fit. And there was, uh, as I mentioned on Jimmy Kimmel this week, uh, apparently a comedy show, Jimmy Kimmel's late night show, but he did a montage of doctors and healthcare workers who just lecture you to tell you essentially that you're an idiot. So take the jab because they're so smart and you're so dumb. My life is spent trying to improve and save yours. Oh, but you read something on Facebook. Your friend from high school who sells jewelry. She posted it? The one who's 53 and still builds dollhouses? You heard what? On whose podcast? Is he a doctor? No. Scientist? No. Can he name one of the ingredients in the vaccine? Can he point to his gabella? Then tell him to shut the f*** up. The gabella's right here, by the way. How about this? You do your job, I'll do mine. Get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Just get the vaccine! Grow the up and get the vaccine and tell your friend on facebook to stick to jewelry tell me more homosexual nurse black female nurse pissed off chinese doctor (laughs) or pharmacist i can't tell it was it was a uh, diversity coalition of rage there and okay this this is the trouble here yeah there are medical and health issues at, at stake there are also moral considerations at stake. So why can't I respond? Tell me more morality philosophers. I'm sorry. Do you have a philosophy yeah. degree? Because even if you're hundred percent right Said about the, ever. <laughs> about the positive effects of the vaccine. Yeah. The question is, do you have a right to force that vaccine on other people? Do you have a moral right to do that? 
they're acting as though they say yes why because it's good for you okay my question would be and i know it's not a perfect analogy but we're talking about health decisions here right if we go to a restaurant if i go to a restaurant with this chick and 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 uh, she says hey what are you ordering and i say i don't know the burger looks pretty good and she says no salads are good for you and gives me the finger just like that uh yeah, correct. Salads are of uh, higher health value, higher nutritional value than the burger is. But would she be right in ordering the salad for me, flipping me off and telling me I'm an idiot? The answer is no, because I'm entitled to my own health care decisions, my own medical decisions, all of those things. Well, this, she would say it's good for society. But That's so really is the salad. So is the salad. You want to talk about keeping hospitals open and resources uh, less consumed, healthier people is better for everybody. I know we're not talking about a, 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 a transmissible virus in that analogy, but there is no limiting principle principle here. That's what I'm trying to say is if you believe you have an entitlement to control the healthcare decisions of other people on behalf of the greater social good, then yeah, then they, they can do whatever they want. They can control your entire life in the name of public health and give you the finger and tell you you're an idiot while you're doing it. But they don't care about the philosophical issue or personal rights. So yeah. how do we argue here? Well, and that's we're what's not annoying. Be able to talk our way out of this. They're acting like they're moral betters while actually giving no moral consideration to a morally complex issue. It's it's yeah. really frustrating. And not only that, but um, it it shows a total inability to persuade. It's like we were mentioning earlier. Um, if you told me, hey, uh, here are the benefits of the vaccine. Here are the risks. I think the risks are really minimal. I think the benefits are, are really high. And I think that you should take it. Okay, um, great. I'll, I'll make that consideration myself. And honestly, I don't I don't think there's a scenario in which I, I would voluntarily take this vaccine. But if someone came to me with that case, I would consider it more seriously than you'll do it. <laughs> Finger in my face. Well, yeah. now I'm definitely not. Yeah. There's no persuasion to be had that way. That's true. So I kind of like it when they have these campaigns because it just pisses people off. You know, you know what else really bugged me about this? It's subtle. But did you catch that first doctor who said, I've devoted my whole life to improving yours. So you're going to do what I say. And you think it's like, well, who the hell with a job doesn't devote their life to improving the lives of other people? The whole point of a job that earns money is you're providing value to the lives of other people. Your plumber improves the lives of other people. Um, The guy who works at the restaurant makes the food in the kitchen, improves the lives of other people. It's different from the doctor. You might argue one is higher value or not, but to get on your high horse and say, I've devoted my life to improving your life, saving your life. Who the hell hasn't? Everyone improves other people's lives in some way. That's why they get an income because what they're doing has value to other people. (sighs) Okay. People are um, going to to mass revolt against against Western medicine. Yeah, there are going yeah. to be consequences. This sort of stuff makes me inherently skeptical of anything they're saying, regardless of whether it's scientifically grounded or not. We can have a debate about whether that's wise or good, but it just does. Anytime someone has, anytime someone tells me my idea is so good, it has to be uh, implemented through coercion. I'm skeptical. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm out. No, yeah. If you have to force it on people, there's got to be a reason generally speaking. And another way you're not persuading people is by scoffing at them and lecturing them in public. We had another case of a, uh, <laughs> a pathetic male who views himself as a masked hero confronting an unmasked woman at a grocery store. She says she's pregnant and he's still going off on her. Hi. Yeah. Right here. 
right there. No mask, right there. There we go. Candy camera, there we go. I want you to know that your insensitivity is ridiculous. I no longer have grandparents due to this virus because of people like you sorry, who don't want to wear a mask in the store. It's, it's ridiculous, actually. It's insensitive and it's disgusting as a human being for you to show so much privilege to all of these people. There are so many older people in here who have health conditions, other people. Oh, great. Oh, whoop-de-doo. Congratulations for your pregnancy. It's ridiculous. And I want you to know that. You're on candid camera. And I want you to know that. Is the person that filmed this a black homosexual? Uh, one could make uh that assumption based on the voice, His voice? <laughs> but i don't know i don't i actually don't know the identity of the person who did this um hey live chat can you guys get on that i bet you a million dollars it's a black homosexual i don't i i looked a little bit into the story and i was not able to find the specific location or the identity of the person but one would assume that it's out there because the way that became public is because this guy thinks that exchange makes him look good now of course reminder there is no evidence that masks help to stop coronavirus transmission in any meaningful way we've been over that a million times this is what bugged me though beyond just being a jackass in public um he says oh whoop-de-doo about her pregnancy oh whoop-de-doo good for you okay well <laughs> why can't we respond about your grandparents oh whoop-de-doo good for you they're dead what yeah. <laughs> does life have value the premise of yeah. your my grandparents died bit is that life has value and you don't respect it. And she says, well, OK, listen, I'm pregnant. I need to breathe. Oh, whoop dee doo well, well, what do you mean? Whoop dee doo She has a new life in her belly that deserves respect in the same way your grandparents did. Presumably, I don't understand how you can operate from the perspective of life is deserving of respect and then disrespect someone else's life in that way. It's very bizarre. Um but I saw a Twitter reply. I wish I could properly credit the guy. I lost it. I don't have the link, but uh, said something to the effect of if, if my grandson acted like this, I'd rather be dead too. I'd just, it's <laughs> <laughs> probably fortunate for them. Yikes. But yeah, man. Um, just what an asshole. Well, and yet again, I, I await the clips of them doing this to say a 6'5, 220 pound jacked dude. They always yeah. do it to some. Like you know, little some pregnant woman. Right. They always do it to someone smaller. Uh, it has never happened to me. No one's ever tried to do this to my wife, at least in the presence of me. And uh, things would get things would get bad if they did. You're, you wonder why they choose the targets that they do, because highly unlikely given the, these days. Well, I don't know where this is, but I'm I'm just I'm betting that wherever this guy is, she's not the only unmasked person. I think he probably picked her because he thinks he can create his viral hero moment using her without having to face the prospect of getting his ass kicked. Dude, like how much grinder has he engaged in uh, since the pandemic started? Anyone speculation, to, hey, take off your mask, take or you're, you're not wearing a mask. You're endangering my health. I'm HIV positive speculation, but I'll allow it. <laughs> oh, dude, if that guy is not a homosexual, then we have a deeper societal problem that needs addressing about testosterone levels. Well, the point, the point that like not wearing a mask in a public setting is of such threat that other people should, uh, I, I don't, it's another classic example. It's a, it's a weird paradox. We've seen it in these grocery stores before. If it's so dangerous not to wear a mask in public, then why, why are, are you, you out? Why? And why are you approaching this person in particular? Why wouldn't you stay the hell away from them? If it's so dangerous. Uh, 
Uh, anyway, um, if you're sick of all this horse shit, good news. <laughs> Dr. Fauci says by this time next year, things may be close to normal. Give everyone a sense of what the country is going to look like next Mother's Day. Well, George, I hope that next Mother's Day we're going to see a, a dramatic difference than what we're seeing right now. I believe that we will be about as close to back to normal as we can. And there's there's some conditions to that, George. We've got to make sure that we get the overwhelming proportion of the population vaccinated. What does close to normal mean a year from now? Again, a year from now, not even tomorrow. Close to normal means that we'll only wear masks seasonally. Dr. Fauci says on Meet the Press this morning. Uh, this he said, terrible. He said, quote, um, We've had practically a non-existent flu season this year merely because people are doing the kinds of public health things that were directly that were directed predominantly against COVID-19. So it's conceivable that as we go on a year or two more from now, that during certain seasonal periods, when you have respiratory borne viruses like the flu, people might actually elect to wear masks to diminish the likelihood that you'll spread these respiratory borne diseases. And this is why it's been so crucial to fight this nonsense the whole time. It's never been about the virus. It's about power entrenched power bureaucrats seizing control of your life and redefining what social norms are redefining your way of life and having no accountability to you whatsoever that has always been the true power of coronavirus it's not the biological reality it's what they can get you to do socially and in terms of altering your perspective of what normal is such that they can control you and as tinfoily as I have, uh, the, the, the tinfoiliest thing that I have entertained in my mind throughout the year about the virus is that it was a, a lab release for exactly that. So you make something that is highly contagious, but minimally damaging, at least to healthy yeah. people, such that it's real and you can test it and track it and you can stir up a lot of fear and paranoia about it, but it's not so risky that you actually risk killing yourself or healthy people by spreading it. And I acknowledge that that's, again, speculative. I think there's some circumstantial evidence for that, but that's kind of me entertaining the tinfoil. However, a little more evidence circumstantially to that theory this week, according to a document obtained by the U.S. government, the Chinese military discussed weaponizing SARS coronaviruses, among other ideas for biological weapons that could win a third world war. The document was written <laughs> by Chinese military and public health officials in 2015 and obtained by the State Department as part of um, our investigations into the origins of COVID-19. According to the reporting on the document coming out of Australian media, the paper describes SARS coronaviruses as heralding, quote, a new era of genetic weapons and says they can be, quote, artificially manipulated into an emerging human disease virus, then weaponized and unleashed in a way never seen before. This report does caution there's no direct evidence to say that the outbreak was an intentional act, but the Chinese were having these conversations in recent years. Yeah, I'm sure. Totally unrelated. Definitely not a bioweapon, Susan. Consult the uh, World Health Organization recommendations and official statements because this is all conspiratorial nonsense. Please have mercy on me, Susan. Okay, quickly running out of time. So let me be quick on the hoax hate. Then we'll talk tremors. And then we'll yes. get to the uh, then we'll get to the chat to close. Uh, 
And now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, in this case, they definitely saw it happen. So I could go either way on what exactly happened here. It's a real coin toss. But a Muslim high school girl in suburban Philadelphia says she is the victim of a religiously motivated attack from two other girls, in part because they intentionally ripped off her hijab during a fight. We're learning new details about a disturbing attack on a North Penn High School student. The 16-year-old says this brawl caught on camera was not the first time she was targeted because of her religion. I choose every day to cover myself for a reason. So for you to take that off on purpose is blatantly a hate crime. A fight between Buford and two other girls at the school that was captured on video and posted online. Buford claims during the brawl, her hijab, her religious head covering, was purposely torn off by one of the students. A hijab to a Muslima is probably the most sacred and most powerful thing that we have on her body. Buford said tensions between her and the pair that attacked her had been brewing for weeks. The teen said she had called out the girls before for using racial slurs. All of it escalated this past week as she exited a bathroom. Even more upsetting to her mother in groups like the NAACP was that after the fight, the teen was walked out of the room still without her hijab. She was dragged through a lunchroom and no one offered her shield. The North Penn School District posted a statement on its website and acknowledged and apologized, noting, quote, we could have done a better job in helping the student retrieve her hijab. Well, here's a theory about why they didn't do a great job of retrieving the hijab. And her mom in the beekeeper suit is saying, I can't believe they dragged my daughter away from the scene. Well, the footage is a little sketchy, but we can She's see involved. Yes. And uh, these are the questions that I have about it. Um, the footage is sketchy, but we know from the school's report and the police report that the other two girls are white and this girl is black. So we can see who's who here. The The person in the middle of the frame there is some sort of school staff trying to break up the fight. Okay, now watch. I put it in slow motion. You see this black girl with the white shoes here and like with her arm raised like she's hitting someone. That's because she is hitting someone. And we know because the other two girls are white. One is kind of under the school staffer there and she's trying to hit her. The other is sort of more in front of this girl in the foreground in the yellow shirt. Now watch here, black girl in the white shoes. Again, this is the Muslim girl who claimed that she was attacked and her had her hijab ripped off. The staff are intervening. She continues wailing on people. And then they actually have to hold her back from trying to attack another girl. And the footage isn't, mm. isn't great quality. And we don't know how it started, at least on video. So I'm not saying that she's definitely the aggressor. Okay. I, I have a take here. All okay. Right. So she's wearing a niqab, right? She's not wearing a burqa. She's wearing a niqab. Doesn't From what the I gather, have the um, the mesh over the eyes. In this, well, here's in the video story. Yes, but I think at school she they only use the word hijab, which is just the headgear, right? But the mom is wearing a niqab, but right, speaks right. like she's from South Detroit. So why are you wearing a Saudi Arabian? headdress you're clearly a black american did you marry a muslim guy i don't know it doesn't seem like that because the daughter seems like she's standard you know fighting in school black chick <laughs> it's the usual suspect all right right this is just so, the same thing with a headscarf 
here's what here are some other things that may give me some questions about this. Again, we we don't necessarily know how the incident started. We don't know who initiated physical contact, at least on film. But um, as I mentioned, it is weird that the alleged victim here is the one that needs the most of the physical restraining to end the incident. That that seems a little bit odd. But here's another complicating factor. All three girls are now suspended from from the school. And the school says that's because there's a policy of anyone who throws a punch gets suspended. So it could be that she was punching defensively. But it does for the school to suspend someone who's obviously a pure victim and was just attacked out of nowhere. This was a hate crime against those white girls. Well, we'll see. She says, as far as how this originated, this is kind of my speculation. They had some pre-existing conflict before this because this Muslim girl says she had called out the other girls before for using racial slurs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean they stopped her and said, hey, you, you are a muzzy N word or something like that? <laughs> or does it mean that they for all I know, it means they were reciting rap lyrics. We've seen that cause problems before. Does that mean they were attacking her? Does that mean they said a word and she intervened and it caused conflict? And that's not what caused the conflict on this day. It's just the reason they had fought in the past. According to the reporting, it escalated on Tuesday as she, the Muslim girl, exited a bathroom. The Muslim girl said one of the other girls aggressively ran into her, which sparked the conversation. And that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm talking about like leaving physically ran into her and aggressively. How would you if someone's leaving a bathroom, what are you waiting outside and you time it up to just give her the old linebacker hit as soon as she walks out the door? To me, mm. what is highly likely is they had some pre-existing fight. She's walking out of the bathroom. This other girl is walking by and passing and maybe they bumped elbows or something like that. Where is Lansdale? How close to Philly is this? It's like northern Philadelphia suburbs. Hmm. So that's that's my guess on what happened here. Um, and if I if, I if we learn more, I'll, I'll come back to this story. I just the video footage to me is pretty damning. That's not pure victim, like having to be restrained by multiple people while trying to attack people. That's not it's not a pure victim scenario. I just don't buy that part of the story. Anyway, anything else? Any other thoughts on this? No. Okay. Then let's talk Tremors. We'll get right to the uh, to the movie review segment. So first, before we talk the movie, I'm going to explain how this is going to work on an ongoing basis weekly because I, I hope this is fun for people and I hope we can participate together instead of just listening to what we think about it. Um, but as I mentioned, the demand for the, the movie review segment was so high that uh, we'll give it a little bit of dress up. And I want to credit listener Jamie, who suggested to me a five wiki wiki rating system. So we'll, I will rate movies on a scale from one to five Susan wiki wikis, one being the worst, five being the best. And Blonde is the ultimate authority on movie picks. Yes. But we wanted to make this a little more interactive and fun for the audience as well. So you'll see, as I'll get to in a moment, at the end of every weekly post I make, again, on the website, MattChristensenMedia.com, under the columns section, you'll find my movie reviews. At the end of each uh, week's review, you will find a poll for what the next movie will be, um, as in the movie two weeks from now. Right. To- uh, some method to the madness. Um, at for- First, I- I'm picking like kitschy 80s to 90s movies with a deeper meaning and that I think that Matt needs to see, but it's going to evolve into something. There are only so many of those that you can, that you can see. Okay. So I'll develop some themes over the time, over the, the next few months. Blonde makes the list. You guys get to vote. I will watch and then we'll hash it out. 
And so next, as I mentioned, next week's movie is already decided. We'll watch uh, They Live for next week. After that, it's up to you. The vote is live on the website. Uh, linked in the description. And that's the that's the way it'll work each and every week going forward. You'll get an announcement for next week's show or next week's movie if you want to watch it, if you haven't seen it, and then you pick uh, the movie for the week after that. And of course, I'm just going to say this once. I don't want to do it every week, but obviously every time we discuss one of these movies, it's a spoiler alert scenario. And oh, yeah. these movies are 30 years old. For them. A lot of them are very old anyway. If you don't want to hear spoilers, skip the segment. And I don't want to have to say that every week. I'm not going to say that every week. Assume there are spoilers in the movie segment. Okay. Now, as far as how we'll run this each and every week, since Blonde is the making the picks, I figure you, you should have the floor to explain why did you pick this movie? What do you okay. like about it? What was the reasoning behind it? I picked Tremors because it's a classic American film uh, that's pro two-way. It has some hilarious one-liners. Uh, and I think it's a really pro-American film about a town coming together and people using their ingenuity and, and resources to overcome uh, another entity. Um, I love it. I, it. I do. There is an element of nostalgia, but I watched it recently and I thought it held up. I, I laughed my ass off at multiple occasions on multiple occasions. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cult classic. Um, you know, I know I know it's kitschy. But it does have a raw, raw pro-American, pro-American feel that I really like. Okay, that that much I can appreciate a little bit, um, which is the reason I didn't give it a one. <laughs> which That's I, so crazy! Which I, I, I was so shocked that you didn't like this. I'm really I, surprised. I, I hated this movie. I, I thought it was terrible in almost every way, and my <sighs> wife was even less patient with me than I was, and. Uh, the first thing I thought, okay, this is the worst, uh, game of the floor of lava, the floor is lava ever played in the history of the world. And frankly, I just can't understand why people appreciate the characters so much. I wanted every character to die and most of them don't. And I like, I hated them all now, but to the things I did like McIntyre, that was a point of positivity. I thought tactical Reba was, was pretty cool. The scene where they're in the armory and just unloading on this monster thing. If you're unfamiliar with the movie. And then it pans out to their whole armory. It's so perfect. That was. You think they're out of guns and, and everything. And then she, and she's so like, like swift with her weapon and she's, she's tossing them to Bert. It's great. Yeah. I enjoyed that part. It, it, it wasn't as though it had no enjoyment whatsoever. So I can, I can say a positive thing about that. Now, as far as what I hated, what I thought was terrible. Um, I know people are going to give me flack for all of these negatives for various reasons, but here's my reasoning. Uh, the, the, the effects were atrocious and I don't Come mean just, on. I don't mean just this for the 1989. Era. No, no, no. They, it, as I wrote in the review, it looked like they used smuckers for the gore. It was horrendous. And wait until you see Terminator. <laughs> it might be worse. So much worse. Yeah. And I know you'll think I'm being unfair. My wife worked in Hollywood effects. And not digital effects. She knows practical effects. She knows physical effects. She knows building body dummies and making gore and all these things. Remember, she did the uh, the wound on my arm for um for yeah, the. Did she do it in 1989? I don't. This movie is barely older than Jurassic Park. Let me put it that way. And Jurassic Park is way more visually amazing than this movie. But this it's movie. A, it's a low budget cult classic film. It's, it's low budget. I mean, th- this is supposedly the movie. That. That launched Kevin Bacon, I guess. Yeah. Um, He's now, so great in it. So I was not I was not thrilled with that. The the logic of the scenario. And no, I'm not trying to say, oh, what kind of crazy world would have worm monsters trying to eat people? I'm not trying to apply real world logic to the 
to the is scenario here? Is it the here? female seismologist? Okay. The logic of within the world, the, it, the own, that world's own logic is inconsistent. doesn't make any sense. So in what way? First, first of all, to your point, the girl actually studying the seismic activity in the area all day, every day is the last to know about these monsters and learns about them from this redneck duo of guys just well, running no, around. She knows that there is seismic activity, something weird, but Hey, what's yeah. that? Okay. She hadn't seen and, any bodies disappearing. And even before she talked to them about the monsters, the thing almost grabbed her by the foot as she's getting in the car and she had no, she didn't notice it at all. Even though they're like, Totally, uh, these things are flipping over buildings and sinking. I guess it was stealth at that time. Or Willful something. suspension of disbelief. Okay. It's a movie about underground worms sucking people into the earth. Right, but okay, and the and the monsters sense your footsteps and vibration. That's how they get you. Yeah. But what what really bothered me is if you so much as scurry on the sand over there with your feet, they're going to eat you up. But you can do this weird pole vaulting bit. Where you can jump between rocks. Why don't they grab the the poles? Like, why aren't they sensitive to the pole vaulting? It didn't make any sense. And the boulders are safe zones because those are too big or too thick for the monsters to get through. But the monsters can swallow entire vehicles. They can uh, up, they can totally collapse entire buildings. But this relatively small boulder is not. There's nothing the monsters can do about that. Willful suspension it, of disbelief didn't make any sense. Now. The characters. I'm surprised that you liked this chick in STEM, Rhonda. Uh, this this scientist. There chick, had to Rhonda. be a love interest. It had to happen. But she's there are only so, 13 people in the town of the town she's of Paradise. So boring. And she her her whole, the whole point is that she's supposed to be um, quick witted and she's supposed to be so smart. And and it's not even if she's not great with her scientific uh, seismic activity stuff. Um, she she's a she's a totally incompetent sci- uh, scientist on that front. It's just. She okay, I'll give you that. Um, men don't care about female intelligence, so it was kind of a mismatched uh, relationship with her and Kevin Bacon. Yeah, and uh, yeah. also she's not super hot. Well, At, I, my my criticism of every movie leading lady is like she needs to be twenty four year old Sharon Stone. Well, and that was um, there were a lot of comments on the review, and that was one of the points that was made was, well, isn't it great that Val goes from wanting supermodels at the start of the movie in his truck to to seeing the beauty in a not stereotypically beautiful woman, which, okay, you can interpret it that way. I'm surprised Blonde would appreciate that point, though, not that the, the commenter wasn't making that point. I'm just wondering what you might think about that. No, I mean, that that's that's stupid. I mean, it's Kevin Bacon. He's going to be banging models am i the only one who thinks kevin bacon is a really weird looking guy like i just think he, he is looks... and he's pig like and his last name is bacon which is a he really looks like david hogg to me is am i wrong they kind of have that same upturned nose if david hogg had like d and b's yeah but what's d what like a, a dick and balls if he actually had oh i see balls. if he was actually a man okay yeah. <laughs> uh okay um oh melvin Melvin was a terrible character. He's 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 annoying as this boy who cries wolf, Which and one then was he, he? he's the guy who's like the practical joker. And then he he oh, turns the son, and then his yeah. dad dies, and you're like, who the hell was his dad? And then he turns into this giant pussy who can't do anything. And then you have that was funny. And then you have Mister Chang, the guy who owns the store and named them the Graboids or whatever, dies a horribly gruesome death right in front of everybody. <laughs> then five seconds later, everyone's like, Mister Who? I don't even know who he is. What what was yeah, the point fine. of him? That's okay. the appropriate reaction to having an outsider in your community. Uh, maybe there's depth to it that I didn't understand. Now, last point. 
I get that people see value in the romance between Val and Rhonda. I didn't at all. It's like, oh, well, great. They kissed at the end of the movie. But what are these monsters? Where did they come from? What are they? It's never explained. And to me, even if the point of the movie is survival, a great way to survive is to evaluate what the hell these monsters are. And there's that hilarious line in it, though. Um, She goes, uh, you don't understand. These these are unprecedented. And then uh, the other dude is like, yeah, but where do they come from? (laughs) Yeah, that's my question. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I don't don't think they needed to explain everything. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just maybe I'm overthinking it. I don't know. It, I, you totally I don't, are. You just you got to see it. At, you're trying to to science the movie. You just I guess, but to take me, take it for what it is. I did loved, you watch the Red Letter Media review of it? No, I just saw a little bit of it, but not not in full. Um, Those guys, they know what's up. Tr- trust me, I like cheese. I like that sort of genre. I like movies that are so bad that they're good. This just didn't make me laugh, and none of the characters really grabbed me. I just didn't feel. I didn't care about anybody in this movie. This is breaking my heart right now well breaking my heart i if you don't like see. they live then it's it's like i don't know you at all man um i'm shocked the, you didn't like it i thought that you were gonna laugh really hard with all the all the guns and everything like that and then it, that, that it would kind of play in your heartstrings that it's this this town coming together against an alien force the scene with reba is good i they was that was the scene with reba in the armory was 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 funny yeah. i did enjoy that but at the end of the day it's a two wiki rating <laughs> It's definitely a no for me, dog. Just two wikis, oh, and we'll see what happens with They Live next week. Now, I don't know if people have already been voting because I just put this up before the show. Let's see. Um, pretty mixed, actually. We've had a lot of people voting on how they would rate Tremors. Uh, four okay. is leading with 32%, three at 24%. Five, though, does have a healthy um, percentage at 24 one wiki is at 12. Actually, my pick of two is the lowest rating at 9%. So in general, people have a more positive opinion of the movie than I did. So you can you can be validated in that way. Well, I got to check this out. What about and Reba being like, even the elephant gun didn't get penetration? <laughs> uh, I, I remember. Was that supposed to be a joke? I guess I didn't really understand. What's this the... is so funny. She just has this just giant gun. She's just firing it into the ground. Yeah. And uh, she just she just can't do anything about it. And she's so tactically adept. Yeah. The uh, the leader for the movie after they live is currently alien. So if you have a strong opinion on that, get at it and vote okay. again. Uh, it's on the columns page of my website, MattChristiansMedia.com. You'll find those each and every week going forward. And thanks for, um, you know, I, I hope this carries on. Even though I didn't like the movie necessarily, I thought um, it was kind of a fun bit. And I'm surprised that people have found enjoyment well, I guess I'm surprised that people are as enthused about it as they were. So I hope that we can find some enjoyment in it. And uh, even if I didn't like the movie, it was fun to rip it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I guess I guess that's a show. Oh, the other the only other thing I'll say one more thing. Um, I did have a poll in the column earlier. I had this up earlier with a vote for what the next movie will be. And I accidentally had aliens in there instead of alien. Alien. And I, I've not, I haven't seen any of them and I didn't even know that aliens is a sequel to alien. So if you voted aliens had a lot of votes earlier too. So if you meant to vote for aliens, I can't change the poll after I've posted it, go back and vote for alien. And I won't make that mistake again going forward. I wish I could change it and count, but I can't do it without 
changing the poll itself. So just be forewarned or uh, understand that if you voted for aliens prior, you'll have to vote for alien again. All right. I forgot to put Mad Max and all of the Mad Maxes on here. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen them. So we can go with those too. It's a four movie series though. So you don't have to watch them in sequence though. Like, well, I think you should watch them you in should. order, but you don't have to just because we watch one, one week doesn't mean we have to watch another the next is what I'm saying. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks because road warrior isn't as good as beyond Thunderdome. So, okay. well, let's catch up with chat. Sure, I have Laurel next. Haven't posted a uh, comment in a few weeks. Just wanted to say hi. Also, my internet went out twice tonight during the show, and I had to cancel halfway through. I feel you with the duct tape production. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. Did it happen? I wonder if it happened during her stream, because of course, of course, she's always going live before we go live. You so. can edit videos on YouTube after you post them, which I had to do with my interview with Brittany, uh, because we were live for like 30 seconds where I was like, are we live? Are we live? Are we live? <laughs> yeah, you can chop stuff out. Did you, is that public? I haven't seen it yet. Did you, it is. is it, and then no. tomorrow I have Devin Stack on. We're going to be filming really late though. It's going to be midnight Pacific Standard Time. Hmm. So, um, Incompetent Hands. I already read that one. Thunderstorm says, hi, I'm a movie buff. I have a movie suggestion. Big Trouble in Little China. That is a great one. That's, um, that's I have no idea what that is. Like most movies. Um, Napoleon the third, 49% of the French public support a military coup and 58 support the letter signed by former current French generals and soldiers condemning Islam and globalism and warning of a coup. Viva la France. Viva la. All right. I guess it's going to get, uh, going to get a little crazy over there potentially. I have to put this down before I forget. Um, have you seen young Frankenstein? No. Oh, oh, I don't know. That's gotta go on there. Okay. Um, Michael McHaney says, please add Mel Brooks, the producers to the list. Sorry, one Mel Brooks movie, and it's got to be Young Frankenstein. They need a flop pay and pick one called Springtime for Hitler. The second act is so cringe and absurd, you'll die way funnier than a swastika pizza. The producers is excellent. I do really like it. Maybe we'll get to that eventually. Kaylee Iserhoff. There are definitely those who think government is Lord up here. So scary. Thankfully, we don't all think that way. Many of us are distrusting of the government, especially at the moment. Wuhan flu is bogus. I know. Well, it is real. I'm still recovering, (laughs) but you know, it's not what everybody's making it out to be forced to acknowledge. I know it's really depressing. I was like, I'm going to have to tell my audience that this is real. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, having to walk it back was probably more devastating to you than the virus itself. It was probably more 100% yeah, of greater impact on your uh, actual biology. I know. I really was like, this is this whole thing is horseshit. It's not real. Hmm. Um, franchise quarterback. Hey guys, do you like eighties music? I spent the whole pandemic building a quarantine playlist would recommend Van Halen, Motley Crue and the cure for coronavirus playlists everywhere. I like the cure. Hate Van Halen. <laughs> Haven't listened a lot to either. Can't really opine. Francis Chartrand says, OMG, thanks for covering this. You guys are the best. Yes, we are. You thought the U.S. was going well, to go you. extra Canadians are about to go first. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll We're, not, I, even, We're not far behind. I don't think that that sort of thing is that it's impossible to happen here. Um, yeah. Softer variants of that have happened here. Not quite that dramatically, but things close to that um far too hard says i'm watching on delay and as a joke i was thinking of asking for no spoilers and the first thing matt does is issue a spoiler alert a hundred percent spoilers in every single one i, I don't um, know how you can talk about them without spoiling yeah 
Cigarbro 165, that woman berating the officer happens uh, a lot more than people think. I'm glad they released the footage to show what crazy things people say when interacting with the police. Yeah. yeah. And that's the sort of thing you have to think about. The the dangers of being an officer just in terms of, will someone try to shoot you? Will someone try to harm you? Will you have to respond to a dangerous situation? There's that that is an understandable stress. But just any job where you have to have someone berate you like a total jackass and then you have to maintain politeness and perfect composure and response. Yeah. Dude, like you're going to break awful. eventually. That's, yep. that's people can only take so much. Yeah. Um, stumble leaner says white pill YouTuber Hugo talks did a video on Holly Willoughby, a famous UK presenter angel and the negative reaction to her vaccine selfie. The comments are uplifting even from the UK. All right. Huh? I haven't seen it. I'll have to check it out. Eric Nervik, I went uh, to a fifth grade Halloween party as Burt Gummer. Tremors was one of my favorite movies. Also, I got engaged this past week. Congratulations. I'm looking Congrats. forward to the future. Yeah, that's great. Congrats. I'm sorry I didn't share the uh, the movie opinion, but uh, there are more important things, I think. That's great. Marlon Moncrieff says to Blonde, thoughts on Idaho State Representative Charlie Shepard, who was blasted for saying that women shouldn't work and stay with the kids when not voting for a child care bill back in March. P.S. Happy Mother's Day. That's awesome. I don't know anything about this, but good for him. That took a lot of cojones. Mm. Uh, Nicholas Van Neal. Uh, that tranny sounds like a South Park character. Yeah, kind of did. I mean, like uh, Randy Marsh or something like yeah, that. I'm not a big yeah. South Park guy, so I might e- I don't know the characters that well, but or PC principal. Yeah. Yeah. Knuckle hunky buck. Imagine being so confused that you think the person that you're filming you yelling at is the one who harassed you by saying one word. I guess he's confused enough to think he's a woman. Yeah, really. Yeah. And actually I have to think which one are we talking about in this show because there were so know, many people with cell the phones. Popeye's tranny. He was talking about the or yeah, yeah, you're right. Not the grocery store one. Right. The pot. Yeah, exactly. One word, just sir. I am not a sir. <laughs> no, Jack 420. First they use fear, then they use guilt, then they shun and shame you. Now they're trying to bribe you to get the jab. This is the mark of the beast, and I will not ever surrender to it right on. Sounds about right. And honestly, the bribery stuff. I have I have some sympathy for people. Well, not some. I have a lot of sympathy for people who are in a workplace environment or some other social or professional setting or academic that says you will take this stab or you're not, you're gonna have a major piece of your life taken away, your career, your school, whatever. I get it when you have to make that evaluation for people who do this thing that I've seen around town here, where it's like, uh, come to the brewery and show us your vaccine record and get a free beer. Like, dude, if you're making these decisions based on getting some $5 product in exchange, you're the worst. Donut, One donut. (laughs) Yeah. You're the absolute worst. If you're persuaded by that. Yeah. Luke Glanford, blonde, you look amazing. I'm feeling a little down today, and there's nothing like a beautiful woman to make that day a little bit better. Wow. <laughs> Matt, have you considered wearing a paper bag? Oh, come on. That's that's not uh that's uh, that's that's not accurate. I'm not, it's, I'm, not <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I'm not I'm not that bad. Come on. No. Uh, Kal-El says an interesting item about Archer Pulowski arrest is the health official claim in the Easter video. She wasn't there with the police because she was afraid that admitted later she brought the police for the media. Really? I was unaware of this. Wait, she wasn't there because she was afraid that admitted. And then she brought the police for media attention. Wait, who's the, she, oh, the health official. Health. Okay. Yeah. I I haven't heard this part of the story. I'll have to look into it. Hmm. The least in the kingdom, uh, you all need to get 
like Florida. They mess with Texas today. The new saying is don't mess with Florida. I don't know. Florida's so hot. So many alligators. It probably wouldn't be my preferred place to live in terms of weather and climate, but so many I, homosexuals. Old people. <laughs> All of Blonde's most hated demographics. Yeah. We're missing a few, too. Which is most of the demographics at this point. Let's be honest. It's pretty much everyone on the, on the I'm list. I'm fine of, with Scandinavians. That's about as ethnic Europeans. as you're willing to get. <laughs> what about Russians? Slavs? Uh, well, what percent is the question? The Japanese? Like you know, Nobita. Honestly, Nobita is the guy you want Nobita, at the compound. Yeah. I'm even into the Chinese lately. What? Like you're getting soft. I don't know what to tell you. All right. How is that soft? They are a hard people without humanity I my understanding them. is you ranked them like fifth on the list of asians they're up to number three who did they surpass they have surpassed vietnamese or something for sure <laughs> okay we've got the japanese south koreans chinese and you know honestly they could be vying for spot number two all right we'll we'll, we'll keep an eye on it those rooftop koreans though are top keck yeah 100 percent. yeah uh, Pep says, good news. My job is making me uh, making mask wearing optional. Also start a new schedule, which will allow me more time with the grandchildren. That is good news. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. And uh, all the best to you, man. Socrates. That's funny. Uh, Jacko says, when I teach force escalation, it's always pistol, dom, taser, sup. Uh, problem is pistol quals two to five, to- two to four times a year and taser mm. zero to one. The pathways from form in the brain only one way. It's shockingly common because of that. Well, they should just okay. do more more taser training. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. If you if all you do is train with pistol, never taser, then your muscle memory on taser is going to be very poor, presumably. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Freddie Sauce says, "Well, I guess the reality has finally hit me. I'm just a Mexican. I'll never be white. I guess it's time to end it all. Anybody know where I can find an immigrant and a jaguar?" We'll meet on the interstate. <laughs> Don't do it, Freddie. Don't do it. It's been nice knowing you, man. I know <laughs> that you've been longing to be white all this time, but mm. uh, you got to confront reality at some point. You do. Face it, man. Thank you, man. Ryan Purerucker says, police arrest the mob if they attack federal property and arrest you going to church or protecting your property. The left will use the police as enforcers. They will back the mob, abolish the police. I got to reload this. Hmm. But uh, I know uh, on the right, I think we're probably too pro-police. But we have we forget that they're going to be enforcing all this mask horse shit and all this. Well, I'm very I'm very pro police in their proper uh, according to their oath to the Constitution. The government, the only job the government has is defending and securing our rights. And in their proper role, they're essential, I I would say. But Mm. how easy it is to corrupt that sort of thing, how easy the oath to the Constitution can be replaced with an oath to the authority figure who gives you an order, regardless of whether it's constitutional or moral. So, uh, and obviously, that doesn't mean I'm pro every officer in every scenario. They can be bad people, just like anybody else. But, um, but yeah, I, uh, what what we're watching is in in a lot of these episodes nothing close to the the proper uh, constitutionally faithful type of policing that we would want to see. Yep. Uh, Mark Weisman, uh, did you get refreshed? Oh, yeah. Uh, if okay. you're concerned about the Plano confrontation, just wait until Texas has constitutional carry. That's right. Wild West pimp style. I forgot. That's not right. yet, though. Wild West pimp style. Yeah. Somebody just said that in, in the live chat. If she values freedom, then she wouldn't support China. I, I clearly have other values that I place above personal freedom. 
I think that's no secret, right? That's well, I was riffed earlier for being too pro individually individual liberty. Um, yeah, yeah, well, this is something that we hash out all the time. I think that your view on society is much more collectivist in nature than mine. That said, um, I wouldn't say that either one of us is a purist in either sense. I, I don't think that individualism and individual liberty without a moral core or without unifying principles is of much value. That's a chaos right, world. Right, yeah. On the other side, for you, a collectivist society which doesn't value individual rights to the point that people are abused and or even killed or or whatever in the name of a greater good certainly has its flaws. They're they're Right. I mean, I don't want to go full China here, but they can accomplish things that we are unable to because they understand the value of collectivism. <laughs> I mean, well, and, I don't. What what are they accomplishing that we're not though? I mean, that they're they're pretty much going to be to, to replace us as world leader at some point. Well, yeah, but yeah, I I get that, but to me that's like at what cost? You know, is world is world domination good if you do it through wildly immoral methods? I mean, their production methods are remarkable because they don't care about uh, protecting individual rights at all. Yeah, and that that would be the problem. Like, it's uh, a huge problem. Yeah. Power, <laughs> power itself is not necessarily well. I suppose you could argue it has value, but it doesn't necessarily have right. It doesn't necessarily have moral backing. Yeah, I'm just saying that if we want to retain power, that's the direction we'd have to move. Mm. Yeah, I don't actually want... care about retaining power on the international state. I don't think it's very yeah. important. Listen, if you want to beat China, you got to out China, China. All right. That's yeah. that's that's the strategy here. I and the way get we it, do that is to enslave the Muslims, obviously. You start taking lessons, you know, they do something. <laughs> no, I, I don't right. want to do that. Um, quantum football. Happy Mother's Day to Blonde and Ping, too. I hope that both Emmeline and Epitome Schlecht christensen are doing well did you see stick say epitome for you at the beginning of his stream this morning <laughs> i didn't did he do a callback to it that's great if he did they love sticks one of the great moments in the history of the show we should probably have him back sometime soon i haven't talked to him for a little while because he's been on he's still in europe correct he did or did they come uh, back i don't know i didn't want um, to, sometimes the time zone stuff gets a little weird but yeah we, we haven't had him on the show for like a long time it might even be a couple been, of years it's definitely over. It's definitely over one year, no doubt. Oh wow! Uh, Furious Dan, long time watcher here. The Texas cop looked cowardly, but there was no way for him to control that mob by himself. Probably waiting for backup and kept the base Gen X or a way to protect it. Whatever that guy bitched out. That's when you join forces with the pissed off Gen Xer and just turn on the mob and start shooting people. That, that's what needed to happen there. I hope it was. I hope it was tactical, but. We'll see. The Texas's response will explain a lot. Are they going to tolerate this kind of road blockade or are they going to put their foot down and say no more? And maybe they will. Maybe the the legislation going through the Texas state legislature will actually pass and have some teeth. Stealth Hispanic. To this day, I can't figure out how I became smarter than all my highly educated uh, college educated friends as a high school dropout. Guess it's true what they say. You can't educate away stupid. Yeah. And yeah. I would argue that college makes people dumber these days anyway. Um, you're probably better off. Less critical thinking, yeah. Uh, Arden Nan says, one of my friends is a Stalinist and the other one is pretty much blonde. What, how, all right, um, question. How come extremely smart 4.0 GPA students uncritically fall for mainstream narratives? Because I don't know if that is 
transferable intelligence, the the way that people do well in school now, I'm not sure if that is it actually transfers to your ability to think critically. Yeah, exactly. What I, is four, so. what does 4.0 mean? Does it mean that yeah. you repeat the talking points or does 4.0 mean problem solver? 4.0 yeah. used to mean problem solver. I don't think it does anymore. I don't think it does anymore. Yeah. So so they're, they're good at repeating narratives. So why would yeah. they do anything but believe mainstream narratives? Um, the real test of intelligence is is can people turn against the narrative to seek their to seek objective truth uh, if you yeah, can't do that well, then then you're worth that's it. a courage test too that's not just a, a intellectual test. test that's a willingness to stand alone against the pressures of your peers yep shannon says greetings from spokane washington and happy mama's day Oh, didn't you guys pay attention to Nadler last year? Antifa is just an idea. <laughs> Good old the Penguin Nadler and Melty Face Pelosi assure us so. Lying sacks of crap. Uh, Freddie Sauce. I don't know why the Popeye thing is so hard to believe. It's basically the low-T version of Macho Ma'am Tranny Savage. Yeah. If this dude was as bulky as that dude, it would not have gone on as long. Yeah, maybe. It's just so absurd. It, it seems like staged to me, but nothing's too absurd these days, I guess. Eric Burns March. Happy fifth anniversary. My favorite moment on the show was the video with the buxom reporter. Matt chose to comment on the lady's teeth. Do you remember that? I don't even remember that. What was that? I was like, are we going to talk about this lady's boobs? She was like this this super hot reporter and she was like stacked. And you're like, that lady has nice teeth. She did. Who doesn't like a good smile? I was looking at her smile also. (laughs) Um, Marlon Moncrief to Blonde. uh, Your thoughts on... The Idaho state legislator recently banning critical race theory in public schools. P.S. You look especially gorgeous tonight. Thank you. Um, That's fantastic. But what we really need is for all lessons in schools to be transmitted in some way to the parents so that they can check in anytime. There needs to be more accountability. It's not just critical race theory, although that's a great first step. Uh, But there needs to be more oversight in the entire educational process in public schools. Um, esoteric unbound food for five years, a thousand gals, gallons of gas, air filtration, water filtration, a Geiger counter, yeah, bomb shelter, get... viral GD public health fascists. A Geiger counter is an instrument used for detecting and measuring ionizing radiation. So oh. if you are in a nuclear zone, you will need one for your safety. I see. Thank you, Esoteric. Evan M says, for 30 years, black civil rights figures and community leaders have been demonizing Asian shop owners who move into the ghettos. Are we allowed to mention this part of the equation? No. No, it's, that's hate speech for sure. Rafael Salvador. Happy Mother's Day, blonde and ping too. Sadly, my freedom from the hospital was spent on home quarantine for two more weeks, but I should be off this Wednesday. Matt, Victoria is also great if Victor doesn't work. I guess we'll know tomorrow. Thanks. Yeah, I'll whittle it down tomorrow. Time. Yeah. Mm. Evan M. Blonde, you asked how we argue back against Kimmel's dicta- or <laughs> dictators, doctors. That was a Freudian slip. Uh, simple. Can I get a second opinion? Some doctors may think they're gods, but you can always tell them where to shove their advice. Yeah, but what if the second opinion is a second retard? What do you do? Well, I, I would, to his point, I would take that as a pretty good litmus test for a doctor, not about his medical knowledge or anything like that, but just about his willingness to respect your rights as a patient. Any doctor that has an issue with you seeking a second opinion is probably kind of a bad guy, regardless yeah. of his medical credentials. Yep. 
should I know what a Geiger counter is? Did you know? I've never used one. I guess I've seen them in use um, watching shows about like uh, um, Chernobyl and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck. I can't believe she would refer to herself as Muslima. Muslima? I don't even remember what she <laughs> yeah, said. Muslima. What she... Yeah, Muslima. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the more inclusive word to use is Muslim X. I like that, it. That's correct. Muslim X. Muslim X. How do you pronounce Muslim-ics. it that way? Yeah, Muslim X. We'll go slide with that. out the tongue like Latinx. Yeah. Andrew Pollock, happy Mother's Day to Blonde and Matt's wife. My wife and I got to celebrate by telling my mom she's going to be our be a grandma. Our first oh, baby will be here in January 2022. Congratulations. Good timing. That's excellent. Good January for you guys. 2022. That just boggled my brain a little bit. That's, I had a that's weird realization. I thought it was 2020 for some reason the other day. I was looking at an expiration date and I was like, oh, this is still good till next year until I realized it was 2021. <laughs> And then nope. I knew my brain was failing me. It's starting to go. <laughs> it's, it's gone. Yeah. Eminem, a hijab essentially a for sale sign letting the rest of the tribe know the girl is menstruated and is thus on the market. Whoever gives her dad the most goats or camels gets her as a wife. These are certainly cultures. Is that, actually, be is that actually true? Uh, is that act- it might be? I, I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, I've seen prepubescent girls wearing hijabs mm. before. It's the most empowering thing a Muslima has, according to that uh, Muslim girl. If I were an ugly fat black chick, though, I'd be like, give me all the hijabs. I guess it really worked out. Convenient. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, don't look at me. Okay. Uh, James (laughs) Dean's um, a really a dinosaur emoticon in a a chair. Looks like a hippo spinning in a chair to me. (laughs) Tori D. Friday the 13th was Kevin Bacon's breakout role. Yeah, but how did he get there? He must have banged Harvey once. Wasn't Tremors before that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which movies did well at the time or not. Um, but what? Uh, oh, Friday the 13th was 1980. He was. Is that true? Jeez. Now carry on. Obviously, my movie knowledge is not good. <laughs> Those were training hijabs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well done, stocking horse. Kyle Petey says, I realize shows are more of a commitment than movies, but Matt, seriously, check out attack on titan it's great and no politics also blonde you should really check out i funny your kind of people are on there and it's hilarious okay uh barbarians on netflix i would also recommend it's Mm. been uh very good um mac grendel christensen you have terrible taste in schlocky 80s 90s movies blonde you're on point with your picks thank you uh great show to you both Oh, well, thank you. Thank you much. I'm sorry we didn't align on this. I am not going to be niggardly. I I maintain an open mind to allowing these uh, classics to find a place in my heart. I am. I'm just trying to call it as I see it. And I. I really tried to like tremors. It took me like an hour before I decided, nope, I'm I'm out on this. I'm done. I wonder if you're going to hate they live. I'm still hopeful from what I know about they live. I think the premise and the the theme of the movie will be more applicable to today and I'll probably find some value in that. Okay. Wonder about That's Total my Recall too. At least you see Sharon Stone in her prime. Uh, doesn't matter. What does it feel like to have a near record number show up in the first film review in this channel only to disappoint the audience with Matt's precious logic? <laughs> That's Wait, exactly what? how I felt. <laughs> I know you tried to logic tremors. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, but I'm still near record low number. What, uh, what's the record low number? The stream? The stream did poorly? No, or? no. Near record numbers. We did really oh. well tonight. Oh, oh, okay. I thought he was saying, okay, never mind. I, uh, 
Did I read that incorrectly? No, no. That might have been my fault. Oh, I, th- I, I read it wrong. I thought he was taking a shot. And it's like, dude, insult no. my tremors logic is one thing. But take a shot at my stream and it's fighting words. Like, we're going to have to go at it. Um, l- listen, a fair, a, for, a fair warning on all of this. You're going to find that annoyance with me frequently. And I'll acknowledge that. Like, I'm, if I see a movie and the, the, the internal logic of it is contradictory, it's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, if, if you there do, are, you, I remember you criticizing A Quiet Place, but that movie had major plot holes. So that pissed, that was, that would be a one wiki if we, if we, we should go back and do A Quiet Place. Oh, I'm a dad who found a place by a waterfall where my family can live uninterrupted by these murderous monsters, but instead I only go there part time. Yeah, good job, dad. Way to save your family. Maybe you wouldn't have had to sacrifice yourself if you spent an a minute thinking about the, the situation instead of building a weird hearing implant for your daughter or whatever the hell he was doing. Oh, I loved a quiet place. No, that um, movie sucked. That was ugh. so bad. It was way worse than tremors. Way worse. Knuckle hunky bug road warrior. <laughs> isn't as good as Thunderdome. I hope Susan permanently bans you for that road warriors. Fantastic. Oh. But there's a special place in my heart for master blaster. That's all I can say about that. And mm. I just love Tina Turner. I love her. It's great. Uh, Chris to the J check out the largest crowdfunded show, the chosen really well-written produced directed show on the lifetimes of Christ through his disciples as authentic as possible. First season is free to watch. And episode four of season two comes out this week. Thank you so much. Let me reload. We're just, I just have a couple on Streamlabs. If you got a couple minutes, I know we're a little over time, but Sure. Um, if you got a second to hang out, Kim says, congratulations on five years of a great show. Frankly, it's the best. Also, happy Mother's Day, Blonde and Pink, too. Her children are up and call her blessed. Her husband is also and praiseth her. Proverbs 31, 28. Thank you. Um, Phil says, looks like Jimmy Kimmel went all out with the diversity hires for that video. I can't be the only person who's beyond tired of being lectured by. Uh, people. Uh, basketball Americans. How about that? <laughs> With uh, about every little thing, white liberals, while annoying, can be called out. Um. Uh, I I do not like I do not like the diversity lecture. Phil says I do not like it one bit. Uh, Me too. Says oh, uh, you lost your grandparents to the woo flu. I lost my fiance. After a year of lockdowns and mass Karen, uh, mass Karen's drove her to join the ballooning suicide numbers in the last year. I'm, uh, I'm very sorry to hear that, man. And, um, I, th- I think, uh, I can't remember if you, at some point we had discussed this a little bit, uh, cause I'd heard this reference prior as is always the case. If anyone has a connection to this issue, you know, if you feel like it'd be helpful, send me an email. Um, I, it, I'm really sorry to hear that. And, not only for you personally, but just for everybody whose lives have been altered so drastically by all this lockdown bullshit and uh, telling us that we just need to make these small sacrifices to save the lives of other people. When one, there's no demonstration that other lives are saved, but two, there is demonstration that lives of young people who are supposed to be headed towards much greater and bigger and better things are being robbed from them. And that's obviously the correct solution. So, um, thank you for, supporting the show and sharing your story. And I, uh, I just, I hope you're able to find, find peace after something like that. I, you know, it's something I've been talking a lot about lately, obviously. So all the best to you. And, um, and thanks for supporting the show. 
Uh, let's see. I think that's it over on uh, Tippy Stream. I think we have one more. But, uh, the uh, Life Sentence says, check out Cody Wilson's latest speech, post-political uh, A speech. Hmm. Is that the last one? Um, just yeah. a couple over on DLive, ETC, supporting the show. Appreciate it. John Gilbani says, DeSantis 2024, Make America Florida. Based on what I've seen, I think there there are worse candidates. I don't know a lot about DeSantis, but I generally like the policy pathways he's taken, and he has a little bit of Trump spirit in uh, in talking, uh, in in throwing it back at the media and giving them a hard time when they give him a hard time. So I appreciate him for that. C2K says, congrats on five years. Uh, to the pair of you, just think in 15 years, Matt's jogger, gangbanger son, and blonde's purple-haired gender studies lesbian daughter will be hosting the show. You can look forward to that. No. Chubby Stubby says, but uh, he was there for MLK Jr. March. Ignore the shirt. It was just voter registration. That's all he was doing. Even though his shirt was a specific George Floyd reference. <laughs> oh, my God. Are there any, uh, Chubby Stubby says, are any of these doctors, virologists, no? Then how about shut the fuck up and suck my thermometer? Well, that's a fair question. <laughs> Darth Jones, have you seen Breakfast Club? Is it a movie? I've not seen it. No. <laughs> I've not I don't think seen it's it. a great movie, so I'm not going to put it on this list, but it's yeah. certainly iconic. Oh, damn it, Matt. C2K says uh, post-show feedback. I don't know if this is for later or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on air. On air feedback. Generally, the audience found you, Matt, to be a retarded moron during the movie se- segment and Blonde to be bang on point. Mostly viewers asked... Uh, he shoots himself in the face twice. I think it's going to be an awesome segment. Listen, I we'll see if we find common ground later. I, I do not. I just don't understand the religious devotion to tremors. Like of all the movies to have a, an emotional investment in can't understand it. And I fully, I fully get the cheese angle. I do uh, as someone who appreciates the cheesy movies, but let's not, I, there's too much depth being assigned to this movie and too much like, I, I, I don't know, like, uh, like this movie has some, some broader lessons to take away from it or some broad philosophical points to illustrate. It's dumb, stupid looking monsters getting shot by Reba McIntyre. That's the highest piece of value that it has. And that's fine. That's, that's the thing that I enjoyed. Okay. Sorry, I've said my piece. Watch the Red Letter Media review. Maybe it'll change your mind a little bit. Well, I, they might be good. They're not going to change my mind about Tremors, but they might be good. I know they do good work, so. Oh, they're the, they're the best. Anyway. All right. Uh, that will be a show. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. And thank you for uh, being a part of this new movie segment bit. I hope it's a fun thing going forward. And uh, <laughs> I think it's going to, if nothing else, it's going to inspire fun fights along the way. <laughs> yeah. So we shall see. Um, if you'd like more of the show to listen to, we've got way more stuff over on the audio platforms. Uh, you can listen back to the call-in show, Blonde's interviews. I'll have to post your latest ones up there. Let me know. I'll get up, those up for people to listen to. They're linked in the description, the audio platforms, as well as on the website. You want to find anything else, including the show store, uh, my movie reviews columns. You want to get in touch with us. Uh, that's all on the website, mattchristiansonmedia.com. And we'll be back Sunday after watching They Live. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It's the Matt and Blonde Show. We'll see you then. Have a good night. Bye, guys.
Wiki Wiki!